Everybody, it's the Pop Culture Philosophers coming to you live from the Huntsville Attic. Actually, this is Huntsville Attic, what, 3.0? It's a little bit smaller, but leaner and faster like a bullet train. Super excited to be back to the show. It's been a while since we've done a podcast, so uh, welcome back, everybody. Excited for the show. Today, we're going to be talking about superhero movies. We did a DC, we did a Marvel. Today, we're going to talk about superheroes across the board. And there's been some big changes, been some big releases since the last superhero podcast. I'm really excited. Uh, to be on the show would be for everybody. My name is John Hammertime Holshue. With me always, the peanut butter to my jelly, the Robin to my Batman, rockin' Robbie Billups. You know, if my name wasn't Robbie, a.k.a. Robin, I would be offended by that. Also, I want to know what, what flavor jelly are you? Wait a minute. Cause Cause you oh, because I'm jelly. You said I was the peanut butter to your jelly. Yes. So. I, I'm, uh, I'm actually apple butter. Okay, I can, I can deal with that. But why use peanut butter and apple butter? Oh, that's true. Butters, you, you're trying to say you're good enough on your own. You don't need us. Is that what you're trying to say? I, I agree. Anyway, um, you're strawberry. You're always strawberry to me, man. Strawberry jam. Pres- strawberry preserve is actually my favorite. Yeah, me too. Right? And it's, yeah, it's, jelly's actually gross. Anyway, I, div- I digress because we're not talking about superheroes. I'm Rockin' Robbie Billups. Hey, we're back to podcasting. It's been almost a year, John, and I'm super excited. And and this is like Huntsville Attic, like 8.0. Oh, I can remember. Or something like yeah, that. It's there's, like crazy. there's been a lot. It's been a few. This is the first podcast here in this location, which we've been filming the YouTube videos at for the last almost year. And uh, I'm happy to have you guys. And I'm glad that I was able to carve out enough room for this. With us tonight to talk about superhero movies, we've got Justin Goldsmith, as usual. Hey, everybody. And you've got a nice, rich, deep voice. Well, thank you. You're also quite um, Frankenweenie tanned right now, meaning that Justin's <laughs> been on the lake all weekend, and he is, or the river. The river. The river. And he is completely pink right now, but you're not going to be able to tell that. Yeah, I know. You've all, you you're can. also wearing sunglasses. It's been yeah, and no yeah, pants. Not the sunglasses here. And I'll no put them back pants. On. It's been exci- a fantastic. Yeah, no fuck pants. You excited to talk about uh, superhero movies, Justin? I'm super excited for this podcast. Heck yeah! Also, we have Drew Manson. Hey guys, how you doing? We're doing fantastic, Drew. You excited to talk? Uh, blah, blah. You excited to talk about superhero movies? Yeah, I've done absolutely nothing this weekend except to watch like older uh, animated movies. I've been having a blast. And of course, we had Avengers Endgame released this weekend, so maybe we'll be talking a little bit about that either here or the after hours. So let's get into it. Endgame. There's a new. Wait, there's a new Marvel film that I must have missed. That. No, that was Sherlock Holmes Endgame. There must have been. <laughs> you think there would have been some talk about it? I didn't see advertisements or packages on Jello and. Talk about marketing. Literally, like Jello with like the <laughs> everything. Everything's Avengers. Um, yeah, so we'll talk about Endgame, but uh, superhero movies are are the big to do right now, and uh, it really started with the Mark of Zorro in the twenties. There's of course the serials, but as far as standalone films, Mark of Zorro was in the twenties. You talking about cornflakes? <laughs> Cereal. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> well, let's just throw this podcast away and start. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, if you want to go with like actual like superpowers, I guess you would talk about the Shadow, which is in 1937, which of course based on the old radio show and the comics. And the first mainstream festival superhero film was Superman in 1978, which to me that changed my life as a kid, man. When I saw Superman, visually, what a treat, you know, when it was released. Mind you, I wasn't born then; I saw it later. <laughs> just for the record, I'm old, but not that old. Uh, the sequels weren't as popular. I think the next big superhero film was Batman in '89 with 
Michael Keaton. Sir Michael Keaton, as I call him. He was never knighted. He's not British. <laughs> um, Marvel didn't quite enjoy the same success as DC uh, until the licensing to Sony and Fox. Fox released X-Men in 2000. Spider-Man released so, uh, uh, was released by Sony in 2002. And then uh, often overlooked was the first real successful Marvel property was Blade, released by New Line in 1998. And that was actually packaged and licensed by a little thing called Marvel Studios. Maybe you guys heard of them? Yeah. <laughs> But their first, Marvel Studios' first actual produced film was Iron Man in 2008. And that actually kicked off the MCU. Um, the Hulk movie was actually part of the MCU, technically. But the first standalone produced movie was Iron Man. And uh, the Marvel Universe has done pretty well since Reasonably. then. Um, besides DC, you've also had other uh, releases by other companies. You see people now releasing films of smaller properties like Hellboy and uh, what was the... Uh, the Kingsman and stuff like that. You're starting to see yes, other comic kick properties, ass. kick-ass, stuff that normally wouldn't be in the mainstream because these superhero movies have picked up. There was and, also uh, that, that Russian movie with the, with bear. the bear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big Hero 6 is one, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've really, they've really the, you know, we're kind of in the mainstay of the, the big superhero film here. So you've got the original air of the, the classics, and then you've got the big superhero movies, and, the, you know, when Superman came out, and then you've kind of got this birth of the MCU. So I'm wondering... You guys, I mean, if you can pick an era, like what would be your favorite, Drew? Like, do you like the current era? Do you like the the start of the big superhero films? Yeah, like the old school stuff. The current era, I think it's just better. Like overall, like the one you get to see more stories that you never thought you would see before, and then you get to see them a whole lot more often. And you've got that cohesion, yeah, which Marvel really started. DC has tried it, maybe not as successfully. They tripped into it, but DC's had some. Great successful films as of late. I mean, they've they've yeah. corrected the ship. Hopefully, uh, not going. Robbie, what's your favorite uh, era of uh, superhero films? I mean, I, I I want to say the '90s, but I mean, it's it's this current era. It's like the post Iron Man MCU era. I mean, we have we we're spoiled. You know, when we're doing the when we're th- when I was thinking about my top five that we're going to be talking about later on, like I was like this this changed so off like so much over just the last five years. And we've had this blast, this blossom, this blossom, whoa, of superhero movies um, over the last like ten years because of the MCU, and it's really flourished. And the, some of the superhero movies of the last ten years are better than all of the superhero movies before. You know? At yeah. Least to me. Yeah. Um, Goldsmith, what do you think? What do you think about like this era? Uh, I know you're a big. I think you might be biased so because I know you're a big Robert Downey Jr. fan. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like when you think about it, there's only really like. For real, there's like three. Uh, uh, what did you just say? Eras. Eras. Say three like, eras. Yeah. I would say like the original, and you've got like the late seventies, eighties, and you've got like the new. That's probably coming with three. Let, let's let's just put it to the point. You got the MCU era, you got uh, the Tim Burton era in the early nineties, mid nineties. And then all other times. Well, the, the Richard Donner <laughs> era, but even before yeah. that, when you had Batman 66 and the serials and the yeah. Mark of Zorro yeah. and stuff well, like that. Yeah, I suppose that's true, too. Well, in the yeah, early the 2000s M- had their era, era, too, with those properties, those licensed properties. With that the Fox did and stuff. Save, yeah, okay, I see Did that. save yeah. Little Marvel, by the way. Yeah, like Blade yeah, and X-Men, X-Men and, and Spider-Man led into... Yeah. You know, they weren't okay, as consistently yeah, there's a few good. More, yeah, I'm wrong there. But Popular, yeah, the right. MCU is definitely the best era of comic book movies. What about you, John? I would I would really say yeah current because really even though you know I'm 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 gonna say that some of my films are the earlier comic book films, but I like this I really do like the cohesiveness of these characters and the stories 
And it does hurt, though, if you skip a film, and I've done this, I didn't see the last Thor film before I saw Infinity War. Now, I have since, since but because um, it just leads right out. I mean, it literally doesn't seem like it stops. And it's great, by the way. It's hilarious. I forget what's the rock guy's name because he's awesome. Borg. Korg. Yeah. Korg. So, <laughs> and that's the director. Yeah. 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 Like you, but it, but it, uh, it definitely, uh, that's my only complaint is, is there's, if you've missed one, there's, there's some cohesion there and it also show it's disjarring. Or especially I went and saw, uh, Iron Man 3 shortly before I saw Avengers and I didn't know about the incident of him being sucked up into the wormhole or whatever. So, you know, and then I saw Avengers after, shortly after You that. saw Iron Man 3 before you saw Avengers? Yes. Well, you screwed wow. up, man. wild. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy, but... You gotta watch them in order. It throws you off kilter if you skip one. That's my only complaint is I like the, standalone the, films. That's the best part about it, though. Yeah. So, I always the, loved, like, when we were growing up, we watched TV shows, and when they had crossovers and spinoffs and stuff like that, and you had the same characters in multiple TV shows. Oh, yeah, shows. Green Hornet on Batman. Yeah. 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 yeah, Absolutely. (laughs) That was probably one of the big first superhero crossovers. But that was like that was like one of my favorite things growing up was all these different. I think that's one of the things that made me get into Star Trek so much. They had all these characters that were in all these different shows and movies. Yeah, all those shows in the '90s crossed over at some point, form or another, right? And and I get what you're saying about like how Thor Ragnarok is more um, important to watch before Infinity War than Batman was to watch before Batman Returns. Like they, those were like movies that worked on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, Infinity War, like, you'd be like, whoa, 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 what happened to Thor? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and if you don't watch Infinity War, you're going to be really confused about Thor in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Absolutely. There's some, there's, there's some great eras of comic book movies there. And I, it seems like we just are all in agreement that it's the current era um, where we absolutely just have the best. I mean, just, there's just so, there's so much diversity. They're all different. They're all unique. Um, they all speak to so many different types of people. Like the the movies now are so much more impressive than they ever have been. I mean, as much as I love the comic book movies and superhero movies of the '90s, I mean, they suck for yeah, the most so, part. Yeah. You know, we've got we've also gotten to a point where you can tell these visual stories that you couldn't before, or if you could, there was some things you had to skimp on. I mean, I remember being blown away by Seven Superman in, from 1978 visually and you look back at it and there's parts that are okay and some stuff looks really good oh absolutely but there were some limitations even if they tried some trickery there were still some limitations that they can get away with that they don't have they're not res- no restrictions now that's why i always like my my lists and everything just tend to be skewed towards the animation and animated movies because that's what it was like they could do so much more they weren't as limited i mean 90s sure limited limited but if you look at like a 90s Spider-Man episode and then go to Into the Spider-Verse like it's mind-blowing. You know, you can't have a superhero movie without a superhero. So, some of the best, I mean, what are your favorite superheroes in these films? The absolute best heroes, the best portrayals by certain actors or anything like that. I want to start with Justin. What do you think, man? Well, you're asking me about uh, portrayals of the superheroes? Which is, who are your favorite heroes? And I think that part of who your favorite cinematic superheroes are going to be are, are part of who, who who was you know acting yeah. behind that. Yeah, yeah. who's well, your favorite you, on the big screen? Well, you guys know that I don't read very many comic books. Well, you're illiterate, so that's probably part of it. <laughs> but there's so many pictures. Well, I will say when uh, the Iron Man movie came out in 2008, it really legitimately changed my life. And he's... Definitely my favorite superhero in the MCU, and uh, I—he's everything that I have read from the comic books. He is a spot-on portrayal. RDJ of Tony is, Stark. is spot on. Before yeah. he was even like, as soon as he was cast, it was like, 
perfect. That's yeah. the guy. Great <laughs> casting. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Justin? Um, I told you in the rundown you can list up to three. You just chose one? Well, f- no. Uh, no my, they, they don't matter. <laughs> my favorite Batman is, uh, despite what anybody else says. Michael Keaton, I agree with you. Let's move on. Are no. you going to say George Clooney? No. <laughs> You're going to say Val-, guess. Val Kilmer? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's the first Batman to kick, I think. He's my favorite. Just kidding. <laughs> Keaton <laughs> kicks somewhere <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. in Batman Returns. Yeah. He's my no, favorite. No, he doesn't Batman. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Val Kilmer is my favorite Bruce Wayne. Okay, I can dig that. Yeah, he he wore glasses. Yeah, the only Bruce Wayne to wear glasses. Yeah, he's yeah. doing this the Superman thing. Okay, he's my favorite Iceman. What about you, John? I would say I like if we're going back. Keaton is Batman. I know that it's skews from the comic. Um, characters that really surprised me. I would say, as far as the Marvel universe goes, my favorite character is X Men or the X Men characters. Period. X Men so, is my favorite character so, as well. So when the Marvel universe started, Nate Gray is dope. Yeah. They, when the Marvel Universe started, they said, oh, well, RDJ is going to play Iron Man. I'm like, I can see that. I think he does a good job. What called me off guard is like, well, Chris Evans is going to play Iron Man. And not Iron Man, Captain America. <laughs> and I was like, well, he was just he was just a uh, human torch. Yeah. And I like Chris Evans, but I still don't see him as Captain America. Well, first off, he's fucking Wait, you, awesome. You still don't see him? No, I didn't initially. First off, he's awesome in it. And yeah. secondly, there was a character. Captain America was now a superhero. I was never a big fan of. I didn't dislike him. But again, I didn't like him as much as other Marvel characters. Yeah. But my mind changed because he does such a good job and he's such an awesome character. And man, Winter Soldier blew me away. Literally, that's one of those movies that I just, holy shit, man. And so I think he does a fantastic job. And despite the movie being a little on the weak side, in my opinion, I'm really impressed by Doctor Strange. He does okay. such mm. he what's the actor's yeah. name? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I think he's an awesome Doctor Strange. Holy shit. Yeah. So good. So I was so excited to see him reprise the role. I'm really I'm really surprised you didn't say Paul Rudd. I do love Paul Rudd, but I've always loved Paul Rudd. But I am surprised that he was cast as a superhero at all. He does a fantastic job. But of course, how could you not expect him to do a fantastic he's Paul Rudd. Uh, he's great in I think he's great in, in every movie, you know, if that he's been in four so far. Right? Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, because he was not in Infinity War. And I'm I, really, I tell you, this is kind of spoilers for Endgame, but I'm, I was really surprised at how uh, when they sent him back in time and he, oh no, not not Endgame, um, Ant-Man vs. Wasp, when they sent him back in time and he kept coming back at different points in his life, he actually looked different as a baby. That was Endgame. It was It was Endgame. Yeah, I watched all, th- That's what happens I watched when you them watch both in the same game, yeah, the same day. Well, Robert Downey Jr. or Iron Man, Tony Stark's like, oh, did you come back as a baby? <laughs> you make that mistake? <laughs> like, yes. But no, it's funny that they, he came back as a baby and uh, an adult and yeah. all that shit, and he looked all different each time. Somebody he went to the bathroom the in, my <laughs> in my suit. <laughs> what about you, Drew? Uh, I, just ha- I just have three. I mean, uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> he's he is his own franchise for Marvel, like even before the MCU. So anything that Spider Man is like, yeah, he's an all time character. And that's the why. only one that Sony wanted, by the way, when Marvel went to Sony, they're like, we want Spider Man, but we don't give a shit about these other characters. Yeah, and that's and that's why like the Sony into the Spider Verse movie was incredible. They it didn't is even phenomenal have, they visually. Didn't, holy crap! Yeah, and they could and they just didn't even need to use Peter Parker for most of the movie. They just used Miles, and guess what? Spider Man's still awesome. That's why it's like all versions of Spider-Man work. And even Nick Cage is Spider-Man Noir. <laughs> I was surprised how great that was. I don't think the Andrew Garfield one works. No, okay, yeah. <laughs> not not quite. No. The uh and then Captain America just Yeah, Evans he, is amazing, dude. Yeah. Uh, 
everything. Like it's like I think he has the most the most solid run of all of the solo movies in the MCU. What do you think about his bot? It's America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean I love how that tickles John. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it would. No, <laughs> the, the uh, and like of of in like Endgame, he has like the most iconic moments to me. He's like he's like he he can do this all day. He can. He's like he's always going to be standing up. And he's like he finally gets. It. I assume we're talking some spoilers on this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's the only one in that universe worthy of holding Mjolnir, other than Thor. And the. Uh, and then after Captain America, I mean, this this is mainly a chalk list, clearly. But but Batman. Justin can't vape. Uh, which which Batman? For me, my my Batman is Kevin Conroy. Oh yeah. Oh man. Animated That's series. Cheating. Come on. <laughs> no, it's Ma- Mask of the Phantasm, dude. And and yeah. anything anything that he shows up in, he's incredible. And yeah. That, what a voice! Holy I, crap! Yeah. You just made me want to change one of my answers. <laughs> I'm 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 telling you, like I, I rewatched Mask of the Phantasm uh, today, and I'm just like, yep, this is incredible. Yep. Absolutely. Um, for the ones I'm going to pick, I will pick. Uh, uh, first of all, since we're on the Batman thing, I mean Kevin Con- Conroy is Batman. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But I really, really love cinematically, live action wise, Christian Bale. Like to oh, me, yeah. is Batman, and and I love those movies so much. Christopher Nolan knew exactly what he was doing. He took a comic book character. Batman is a superhero, obviously. So if you're listening and you're like, well, Batman's not technically a superhero. Yeah, he is, and his superpower is that he's Batman. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Christian Bale's Batman is amazing to me. I'm also going to list Blade because you guys, you you guys know I'm a huge Blade fan, right? Uh, Blade's one of my absolute favorite characters and, and it was before Wesley Snipes came in, but that cemented it. And those, those two Blade movies that they did. Oh, what? We don't care. We're amazing. Oh, no, I don't mind the, uh, the, 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 the miniseries with, uh, Sticky Fingers. I don't mind that at all. (laughs) But you don't like the Ryan Reynolds one? I, I, what, what, you talking about Deadpool? What are you talking about? Uh, Anyway, moving on. (laughs) And and my third one I'm going to say is Michelangelo from the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I, uh, and the second one, actually. And, shoot, shoot, three and TMNT. I love Michelangelo so much. What a pull. He's one of my favorite cinematic superheroes, and he's just, he just really epitomizes, who I am. But you know, John, there are some heroes that I didn't list. My, my favorite superhero team ever is the Fantastic Four, right? Oh, the and, Fantastic Four. And you love the Four. X-Men, but they didn't quite hit that level of like best heroes in, in cinematic superhero movie history yet, right? Well, no, we've, I think, well, there was some misdirection with Fantastic Four, uh, but they are going to make another one. They're obviously going to recast it now that Disney's going to take the property over and, they, you know, acquired everything from Fox. They're in the midst of doing that. So oh, it's plan, over. It's done. They plan to relaunch Fantastic Four. They plan to relaunch the X-Men. Um, I believe that, I guess, I guess uh, Dark Phoenix is the last one. I don't think we're going to see the other mutant films that are going to come to light. What was no. the other one? I think that's going to be... New Mutants. New Mutants is going to disappear because the trailer was great, actually. It got taken off the schedule this yeah, year. Yeah, it's yep. just vanished. Um, so if they recast... It'll probably be released on Disney+. Plus. Hey, I would watch like it. Like, if you think about it. Yeah. I'm still waiting on that new Warriors series that they filmed. Really? They did a whole first season of the new Warriors, man. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. For what proper, what was it for? I don't remember, but they don't either, apparently. <laughs> so, if they recast these, uh, X-Men or the Fantastic Four, who would you guys want? Um, anybody, casting call. I, I like doing a casting call. See what you guys think and who, who would, in your opinion, would be good at these particular roles. I'm going to start with Drew. Is there a particular actor that you think, hey, this person is, in my opinion, should fill the shoes of, say, Wolverine or uh, 
Xavier, Magneto. I I had two schools of thought. Like I, for one, I didn't go through the whole X Men list. That's a whole lot. I, I but the most important one is clearly Wolverine. He's the one again, like Spider Man, anchor able to anchor his own movies. Logan was incredible. And we thinking Will Ferrell. That's what I was thinking. Yes, for Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. his name is Ferrell. <laughs> Works on two levels. The, uh, but I actually went uh, for a younger guy that I've seen, and I yes, I looked at like some fantasy guests just to get an idea. But one that was listed was uh, a guy named Ryan Guzman, who's on. Who was I know on, his name. What's he in? He was on Pretty Little Liars. He's on Nine One One on, which I believe is Fox right now, and then he was on Heroes Reborn. And the thing is, like, he's shorter than Hugh Jackman, so I, I want, like, a, a kind of, like, younger, more comic-accurate yeah. Thor. And he was also, like, an MMA fighter, so he's jacked for for an actor that doesn't do a ton of physical roles that he'd clearly have to. But after that, I just did the Fantastic Four. I got Ron Perlman as a voice of Ben. Oh, okay. Do them all CG. I like I, that. I think that the CG, like... Ben's got to be CG. Yeah. I, I don't think, like, the bodysuit, like, in the original one wouldn't <laughs> translate as the well. The original one, like, like the Roger Corman film? I, I think the Corman bodysuit works better than the chickless one, to be honest with you. Just really? a little bit. Really? That was that was actually the highlight of the film. It was, the costume was great. But yeah, Doom's right. costume was good in that film, too. Oh, yeah. It just looked a little, like, well, party they, city. They should have put a mic outside of his mask. Yeah, He's like, ver vertiver What? What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Ron Perlman is him and then I went for like an older version of the of the Richards clan. I went uh Adrian Brody as Reed and then uh Rosamund Pike as Sue. Okay. And then uh Sam Claflin as Johnny. I don't remember, I don't know who that is off In Hunger Games, he was the guy with the trident. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, but I young, can see him as Johnny. Still, still younger, played a hothead very well. He, he looked like uh, James Franco Light. Yeah, which hey, yeah. Didn't James James's <laughs> little brother bad. James yeah. Franco Light doesn't he have a little brother? That looks yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. He would actually make a good Johnny Dave. Storm. Actually, <laughs> that's some good picks, man. Thank you. We should get some one of the Francos in the Marvel universe. That's all I want. <laughs> I don't which care which one. Yeah, just bring back uh, just bring back uh, old Harry <laughs> with his charming smile, James Franco. Just bring him back as Harry. Let him be Norman this time. Yeah. I totally forgot he was uh, yeah. in the Spider-Man yeah, yeah, films. <laughs> I don't know why I forgot that. What about you, Goldsmith? What, what do you think? think? I honestly didn't take too much thought into this uh, segment. <laughs> but Great. When we appreciate I was you thinking about it, the, to the, the show. Well, I thought of one. I, I thought it would be really cool. Uh, I was thinking of Reed Richards uh, having Anson Mount play him. That'd be cool. I mean, yeah. just pretend that the Inhumans He's already blackballed, though. Yeah, just pretend that they're going to pretend the Inhumans didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> smart move, to be honest. He's got that strong chin. He's like he's got a really. Uh, he, I can I really dig feel that. Like I can dig that. that yeah, I can yeah. dig that. Man. No, I Mr. Li- Fantastic, li- Anson Mount, he's great. I like him in Hell on Wheels, so I I dig it. But I need to watch Hell on Wheels. It's good. I've seen. Uh, he was in season two of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Oh, and it's fantastic. As Pike. Yeah, Captain Pike, mm. historical figure. What about you, John? <laughs> I was actually going to jump to Robbie and ask Robbie. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to hear Robbie's. That's fine. Robbie's picks because Robbie is you're the biggest Fantastic Four fan I know. I am, but I'm not the biggest fan of casting calls because I don't really keep up with who is hot in Hollywood or anything like that. So I had to like look at it. I had to like look at like twenty to thirty fan castings and like kind of put my own ideas together and, and be in. But first of all, John Krasinski is widely accepted already by fans as Reed Richards. 
for Fantastic Four. I think and he's I, too muscled for it, but I yeah, like him. I mean, oh, come I on, that's he, fine. But I still think he'd be good. Yeah, I think he'd be Richard. great. I think he would be good. Another pick for me, though, would be Tom Cavanaugh from oh, yeah. Flash. Ooh, Dude, Tom yeah. Cavanaugh would be my first pick. Um, I, love Tom, I love yeah, Tom for Reed Cavanaugh Richards. so much, man. For Susan Richards, I have, or at this point, she would be Susan Storm, ideally, right? Uh, Carrie Mulligan, she was in Inside Lewin Davis. She is a fantastic actor, uh, yeah. and I think she would do a great job. Daisy Ridley also, maybe. I don't think that'd be oh, yeah. too bad of an idea. Um, ben is kind of hard because you just kind of want to get the voice, but you got to have someone who can carry that gruffness when he's not Ben Grimm, like when he's not the thing, when he's just human. Um, my first pick would be Michael Cudlitz, who is uh, from Walking Dead. I think he plays Abrams. Um, okay. But he's, yeah. the, he's the guy with the red hair and the, and the yeah, bushy beard, mustache. Yeah. Like I think he would really kind of capture it. And I also think that Hazel from Umbrella Academy, I cannot think of the actor's name right now, but whoever played Hazel... The uh, the bounty hunter and uh and uh what's that movie? I mean Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I think that would work. Yeah, yeah, I think he would work. And yeah. for Johnny, I only have one pick. That's Zac Efron. That'd be oh good man! <laughs> Unless uh, Chris Evans comes back, <laughs> which I don't think is gonna happen. For Victor Von Doom, Doctor Doom, Joaquin Phoenix. Really? Ooh, Ooh. Good. think about him against yeah. John Krasinski, right? Dude, for that- the X Men, I got Wolverine. I got Tom Hardy. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Or Charlie. Uh, Hunnam. Hunnam from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Son- Sons of Anarchy and, and a few others. Grimm. For Cyclops, I'm going either Scott Eastwood, which a lot of people kind of pick as Wolverine, but I also would be like, let's do it. John Boyega as Cyclops. Finn to me is very S- Scott Summers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and so I can I could see that. Um, for Gene Gray, uh, I'm assuming they already said that the X Men's going to be they're going to take a while to get to that. So five years from now is kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, she's already playing Gene Gray right now. Right? Yeah. Well, why not, right? Because honestly, I can't think of anybody else. Um, for Storm, Zoe Kravitz. I think that'd Perfect. be great. Um, hear me out on this one, Beast. Beast. Wasn't Zoe Kravitz in one of the X-Men movies already? Was she? Yeah. Who? I thought she was in First Class. Yeah, she was in First Class. She was, oh, she was uh, the angel? Yeah, she yeah. was the angel, the bu- bug wings. Yeah, yeah, recast. Come on. Mm. Right, she's a better Storm. <laughs> cool with it. Uh, hear me out on Beast. Jordan Peele. Ooh, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. Yeah, right. You could write that, and direct the movie too. <laughs> For Xavier, I got two picks: either Mark Strong, who belongs in the MCU, oh. or Rafe Fiennes. Oh, two very strong British bald gentlemen. And for Magneto, <laughs> I only have one pick, and that's another actor from Star Trek: Discovery, Oscar Isaac, as Magneto. He has the intensity of both Fassbender and McKellen all in one, and he would be able, I think he would be able to carry it, especially opposite someone like Ray Fiennes. Right? Very nice. What about you, John? Man, man, I don't know if I can live up to what you got. I First off, I, I didn't even think of half of these because I couldn't think of I looked at actors. I thought about it. If, you notice, if you notice, I picked my ultimate X-Men team. Also, yeah. you had a lot. <laughs> you, I know you're a big Angel fan. No, no Angel? You didn't pick anybody for Archangel or no. Angel? Nah. I think <laughs> I think who'd be good as an angel. Now, he was rumored to be Batman, and now that rumor's not true. I think Army Hammer would be a good angel. Yeah, he'd be a good Cyclops, too. Oh, he would. Yeah. Uh, any superhero film. I love Army Hammer. Let's have him more stuff. You know, the, the, they hear, I hear that the Batman announcements could be made very soon. And he's one of the front runners still, yeah, right? I think yeah. he would be fantastic as Batman. So, again, get him in any superhero film. I don't care what it is. Um, I really I agree with you on my list. I had Tom Hardy as Wolverine. I do like Charlie Hoonan or Hunnan, however you say his Hunnam. name. 
I do like, <laughs> whatever. Charlie, I do human, like him because um, Tom Hardy was just Wolverine. It was just a Venom, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. even though they're not tied together, or whatever. In in five years, who knows? Yeah, I just can we just forget Venom happened? Yeah. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. people like it for some reason. I don't Made get it. Made a boatload of money though. Yeah, oh, yeah, it did. Who was the guy that played Donald Draper? What was his name? Um, uh, what's the actor? John Ham. That's Ham. my what man. About, what about him? Is Magneto? John Ham. I'm not buying it. Not buying it. I'm not buying. If you were going to place John Ham in the Marvel Universe, who would you think he would play? Because mm. I think he's got a superhero. J. He's got a very, he's got no, a very statue statuesque. <laughs> he's a statuesque. He's got that voice. So I think he would. I think he would make a great. Yeah, he's uh, a big dude. I want him for Superman. How about U.S. Agent for a Kingdom Come? <laughs> but that's a different thing altogether. You just said MCU, didn't you? I said MCU, but I said if we're casting a superhero in general, <laughs> who yeah. would you cast him in the MCU? Yeah, Superman. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> yeah. Um. That that I really can't think of anybody else for. I really always wanted that, and it's too old now. The uh, the guy, uh, the the Cajun fella, the guy. I don't know if he's Cajun. The guy with the the longer hair and the scruff from Lost would have been a great gambit. What was that guy's name? Are you talking about a uh, Sawyer? Well, yes. Yeah. Wouldn't a great. <laughs> wouldn't even a great. Now what is he? Fifty. It was, it's too late. Yeah, probably too late now. Because yeah. my original picks for Reed Richards and and Victor Von Doom were Oscar Isaac as Doom. Mm-hmm. And and George Clooney is Reed, but it's just beyond that now. Oscar yeah. has it. That's a really interesting pick. But as Magneto, yeah, would be great. So yeah. you picked your two man crushes <laughs> for those two roles? No, because Timothy Oliphant I didn't talk about. Oh, okay. he's going to be he's going to be Moon Knight. Just waiting. Is there yeah, is there Robbie? Great. Is there a specific scene that Reed. made you think of Oscar Isaac for uh, Doctor Doom? The Patriot, the whole movie. Okay. It was the it was the movie The Patriots when I decided that he should be Doctor Doom. Wait, which character was he in Patriot? He was the villain. He was the villain. He's the bad, he was the bad guy. guy. He, he's the, the most evil com- or, uh, character in like he's one of the most evil dudes. Not uh, in the Mel Gibson name? movie The Patriot. Uh, yeah. yeah. A, what? Who? Not. Which character? Because uh, he's, he's the dr- bad he's, guy. He's the dragoon. <laughs> he fights Harrison Ford. Oh, I'm thinking of Patriot Games. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Two no, different I'm thinking movies. Of who was the other the the captain from the first season of Star Trek Discovery? Uh, Malfoy. Dad. That's Oscar Isaac, man. No, it's not Jason Isaac. Jason Isaac. Is oh, did I say, about? Oh, did I say Oscar Isaac? This you whole did time? say Oscar Isaac. Yeah, I meant Jason Hispanic Isaac's My bad. You keep saying Isaac. Okay, yeah. I'm so confused. Jason yeah. Isaac. You I got wanted really, Jason yeah. Isaac for who? For Doctor Doom. Doctor, I picked him for Magneto. Magneto. Yeah. Jason Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. I said Oscar because yeah, I get I get what I did. Who was your Doctor Doom choice? The currently it would be Joaquin Phoenix. The Joker. Yes. For who? Who are we talking about now? Apparently, it's that's easy. for Doctor Doom. Back or in Magneto? the day, back yeah. in the day, Jason Isaacs was my. It it appears I broke the wrong name down, guys. Jason yeah. Isaacs for, for Doctor Magne- Doom or Magneto? For Magneto, Magneto. now. Okay. For Doom back in the early two thousands. Okay. It appears though, if you're yeah. in the if you're in a Marvel film, it's easy to transition to DC or vice versa. Like it's it's hard to get cast as a superhero, but once you do, you could easily make it to another superhero movie because you look at. Seriously, that's the most ancestral between DC and Marvel. There's so many people that have jumped between the two or stayed within and been recast. I guess G- once you get your foot in the door. Jimin Hunsu has been in like three in a calendar year. Like he was in uh, Captain Marvel. He was in Cap- he was Aquaman, Captain Marvel, and Shazam. Yeah, yeah. See, but you get <laughs> just a superhero. keeps going back and forth. Three need, different characters. We need to get you in a superhero film, Goldsmith, and then you'll you'll once you're in, you're in, man. And I am sorry yeah. for the confusion. Of saying Oscar Isaac. Yeah, we need to make it Jacob very Isaac. clear. Yeah. Yeah. We need to make Jason. it very, very explicitly clear that Robbie was talking about Jason Isaacs and not Oscar. Yeah, not but, uh, that being said, that being said, Oscar Isaac would make a great Doctor Doom today. Yeah, a younger one, definitely. Yeah, yeah. younger. That'd be yeah. Good. <laughs> so that's my bad. 
I think, that's, I think that's some good, interesting casting decisions. Um, actually, I think we're going to take a little break. And we come back, we will be talking about... Oh, i got to find my notes here. Wow, very unprofessional for sure. We'll be talking about our favorite superhero movie villains here on Pop Culture Philosophers. Welcome back to Pop Culture Philosophers. We're talking about superhero movies. And uh, I kind of want to talk about the great villains because there's been some great great and not so great, actually, portrayals of villains on the big screen. So I'd like to kind of get you guys' ideas, what you think of some of your favorite villains on the big screen, some of your favorite actors as those villains. Because there's been some phenomenal ones, and especially as of late, some big screen villains that I never thought I would see on the big screen. Really, there's some that... You know, you expect, but there's been some some variations and some ones that just blow my mind. Is some of the casting as well. So I'm actually going to start with Goldsmith. Some who your some of your favorite uh, superhero super villains on the big screen and uh, some of your favorite casting. Dude, I'll tell you, my favorite villain from a superhero movie, bar none, is Hydra. Oh, just Hydra from Winter Soldier, man. That was such a huge turning point for not just the MCU, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I thought you were going to say turn on, by the way. We, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was so cool. Because it was involved in the show, too, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was such a big turning point for both the MCU and the show. And it came out of nowhere. It was like, S.H.I.E.L.D. Turns out most of the people in S.H.I.E.L.D. were in HYDRA. It was... Do you not remember? Was that not such a... Interesting revelation for you. Yeah, it was, man. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was. It was. It was really good. Hydra, yeah. though, was a great Marvel villain as an entity. You know what I'm saying? So it works well in film, and they think they did a good job with it. Yeah. It's the like, as much as it changed, I'm straying no, away from the movies. Nobody's disagreeing with you, Justin. Yeah. yeah. You're acting I know, like we're I'm coming just, at you. I know. I'm just trying to explain it, but it's, it's, there's not really much to explain. It's just the way... It, I'm happy you brought that up because Hydra is actually the sponsor of the show tonight. Hell Hydra. Oh, Hell Hydra. Hell Hydra. <laughs> uh, who else besides Hydra? Be- they're an entity. Is there any particular actors or particular lone villain that you that stood out in your mind or that you loved? What about Iron Man? You're a big Iron Man fan. Is there well, a particular Iron Man villain that you really liked? I also did really did enjoy the the plot twist in uh, Iron Man Three with uh, Ben. Most Kingsley. people did not, but I did. <laughs> I, I did. I did. A lot of people were very upset. He about did a good that. job. He's a great actor. Yeah. Ben Kingsley seriously is one of the greatest actors ben of all Kingsley time. Ben Kingsley and uh, who was the actual Mandarin? Uh, about Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Guy yeah, the great guy, also a great actor. Yeah. So the Mandarin. The MCU old. has been blessed with some amazing actors. This year, so they've had some great cast. They've gone with some younger people who've turned out to do a phenomenal job. They've also cast some some great people who are already phenomenal actors. Who who they've I you know I don't know. It seems like if you were a big actor, maybe if he came to you and be like, "Hey, we want you to be a superhero," some people would turn it down. But they've embraced it and done a great job, and obviously it's paid off in spades. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Drew? Are there some uh, actors, some Marvel villains that stand out in your mind? Actors or just villains, uh, characters that you thought you know couldn't be on the big screen that just blew you away? Who you enjoy the most? Well, for one, Killmonger. Oh, dude, bad, yeah. awesome. My, Michael B. Jordan was great, and I thought that he like his plan. It was like he he had a good plan. He's like, I'm just gonna get captured, taken back to Wakanda. 
take over. And it's like he, he had a very logical plan that almost worked. And then uh, and he had actual reasons, like actual emotional reasons. He's like, yeah, I wanted to help out people around the world who are being screwed over. And it's like, and it's like, yeah, we should be doing more. And his and his lessons actually impacted uh, Wakanda for the positive. And then and Michael B. Jordan's just a badass. Yeah, talk about casting call. He would have been a great Johnny Storm. You ever think about that? Ah. <laughs> too much. Too soon. Too, uh, too much. In <laughs> fact, uh, to 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 piggyback off of uh, Hydra, the Winter Soldier. That man is a Terminator. Dude, what in a Winter Soldier. Bucky. What yeah, a Bu- Bucky is like he is horrifying. Just like chucking the shield and the shield had just been like this un- unstoppable object up until yeah, that he just catches it with that king. hand yeah <laughs> just, oh and, shit and then like the the way the arm like moves uh, on its own when he's fighting is wild and he and it's like yeah again em- emotional and even though he acts he acts like a terminator because he's programmed and that's it's like it was like watching that movie and plus he had some incredible fight scenes in that and yeah. in Civil War holy shit yeah but one the joker I mean, all 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 versions, but specifically Mark Hamill in Mar- in Mask yeah. of the Phantasm. Like yeah. there are some legit like like creepy moments, and his voice acting in that is incredible. But also Heath Ledger, of course, R.I.P. Never forgotten, clearly. And then uh, someone that I wish that they would have done another movie with as the Joker was John DiMaggio from Under the Red Hood. Like he was very good in the little that he got to do. A.K.A. Bender, A.K.A. Marcus Phoenix. What yeah, a great voice a- actor. A.K.A. Jake the Dog. I w- a- yeah, <laughs> I would put him up there with Mark Hamill as far as like great voice Prolific, actors. Prolific. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I'm surprised how much he has done, and he was also a great baseball player in his day. Uh. <laughs> Robbie, who are your yes. favorite? Who are your favorite villains on the big screen? Speaking of John DiMaggio, right? <clears throat> um, for me, well, Drew took two of mine. One you of son it, of a w- bitch. One of them is the Joker. Oh, yeah. But I would more particularly want to talk about Heath Ledger. Like I, yeah, I loved his ahead. performance of the Joker. I think he understood the character. I think it really, really made a lot of sense for that movie. And it did just they did just he did a fantastic job. It drove him insane. Arguably, but anyway, yeah. I was also going to say Killmonger because yeah. Killmonger's got layers mm-hmm. that I love. But since you said Killmonger, I'm going to go ahead and use that spot to say Deacon Frost from oh, the first Blade yeah, film, but yeah. Stephen Dorff. Um, I really like this upstart vampire uh, half-breed that's, like, challenging the purebloods and all that stuff. I think it's fantastic. But my number one is Magneto, mm-hmm. specifically in McKellen. But Fastbender's Magneto yeah. is fantastic they both do, as well. Yeah, they both do a good job, I think, trying to fill the shoes of Sir Ian McKellen, who is just such a phenomenal actor. I mean, true sir. Yeah, and I really am surprised that Fastbender came in there and killed it. He is such a great actor. He's he's. I think he's one of the... You know, you talk about these great actors back in the day, like, oh, you know, so-and-so, sir, so-and-so. You talk about these great actors. We're talking about, like, 60s and the 70s. You don't get a lot of actors like now that have that same, like, you know, the stature. Yeah. I think Fassbender is one of those actors. I really think he is. And he's not always in great films. He's in some phenomenal films. He's been in some meh. You know, you got you to, you know, maybe he's building a new house or something. He needs the paycheck. But he's in a lot of, he's in more good films than bad films. And he's just a phenomenal actor. Yeah, and I, I just think that Ian McKellen... His Magneto, in particular, is my favorite superhero movie villain ever. What yeah. about you, John? And it's hard not to compa- have compassion for him, like his point of view. Yeah, Although a, the yeah, whole thing with the statue doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But anyway. It doesn't. Um, I would say, yeah, Michael Fassbender, Fassbender is, is Magneto. That being said, Magneto is my favorite uh, Marvel villain. So that's sort of cheating, just my go-to. 
I really do love Jack Nicholson's Joker. I know he's more of a uh, of a uh, like a I don't know more like of a gangster than the traditional Joker. But that's an element of yeah. the Joker. That's yeah. The thing, there's these different. These different actors bring out different Jokers. Yeah, but they all still embody the Joker. The Joker is never the yeah. same entity. Yeah, and comic I book think, to comic book. And it, even though I like Cesar Romero's Joker, I was never as scared like I was. Like I thought Jack, Jack Nicholson, seen him on the big screen again. I was ten years old when I saw this movie in the theater, and he was way more intimidating than I yeah. thought the Joker ever could be. You know, I was eight years old because you're older than me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh. You guys like that stab? Anyway, wiser, uh, no, that, wiser, that moment here. when when he kills Jack Palance with the he, handshake buzzer thing. No, no, that's not the Jack. Oh, he that's just not, shoots yeah, him. He up, shoots him in the right? beginning because he's yeah. But he's in shadows and he steps out of it. But right before he steps out of the shadows and you first see him as the Joker, he's like there, barely lit in the shadows, and it's so scary to me even to this day to see that Joker because visually that is the comic book Joker. You know, from the 80s. Like, that's what he's got that grin. And, you know, maybe the most comic book accurate Joker ever on screen has been Cesar Romero, to be honest with you. Um, but the Joker has become so many different characters. And Jack Nicholson nailed that particular version. I think, yeah, it's phenomenal. I really, even though one villain I don't know as well as other villains has blown me away on the big screen, and probably my favorite in the MCU is Loki. I think Loki is amazing. He's hilarious, but he's also like. He's such a great villain, and again, I see these people. So many people like love Loki. Well, first off, I can see where the ladies come from. He's a good-looking guy. He's so a dreamy like, dude. Yeah, the ladies like fawn over him. He was rumored to be the next Bond. You know, Daniel Craig's working on the new film, and I'm excited about it. I like Daniel Craig. Wouldn't Daniel Craig make a pretty decent Magneto as well? Oh my God, yes. Oh, yeah. Daniel Craig for anything. I like Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is freaking awesome. You know what? What about Idris Elba as Magneto? I'd be down with that. What about Idris yeah. Elba as <laughs> as anybody? It doesn't matter. Um, yep. Yeah, I would love Diversify him to be. Your bonds. I would love <laughs> Elba to be in any superhero film. I mean, I think he's a great actor. So, he's been in one I hear, Thor. <laughs> oh, I can't believe he forgot he was the gatekeeper dude. Hey, he's forgettable because I don't give him enough. To yeah, do. he doesn't. He's barely in the film. And actually, I forgot he was in that because, well, first off, let's forget the second film. I think most people have forgot the second film. Should the first film's good. The third film was really, really good. I don't know what happened with the second film, and yet he's got such a bit part, and he's such a great actor. I'm sorry, I forgot about. it. I feel really bad. <laughs> he's yeah, he's he's you know, and uh, he'll always be the dick boss though in the office to me, <laughs> right? Yeah. Now I get what you're saying when you say that. I have that. I know I have an effect on ladies. Remember that scene. <laughs> um, and uh, I'll say the other villains I would, would stand out would be uh, the one that I think wasn't utilized correctly, and the one that could have been good because it was a great actor was the Red Skull. I really think yeah. I think the prosthetics look good. I think the costume was good. I just think they it was a miss. I think there was so much potential to be there, and he's the most associated villain with Captain America. Yeah, um, and not hardly used. And then lastly, I'll throw out uh, that he already said, uh, Drew already said, um, Winter Soldier. Like how badass is Buckley? And what is that? Sebastian Stan is that his real name? The actor? Yeah. yeah. He does such a good job, and he's got the long hair, and he's got the mask, and he's got that AR-15, and he's just rolling over he just people. This sounds like John's like ideal version of himself. Yeah. Dude, that <laughs> seriously, if I was Sebastian Stan, I, ladies would throw themselves up. But guys, too. Everybody would throw themselves at I me. would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you were talking about the Red Skull, and I agree with you. Like, it's like you got Hugo Weaving. Who's and, phenomenal. And you just kind of like, it's just he just didn't come across right. And 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 in Infinity War and Endgame, it's a different actor who's doing a great version yeah. of 
Hugo Weaving's Red it's Skull. It's like a, a keeper of that stone. Yeah, or whatever. And think about this, okay? Spoilers for Endgame, by the way. So if you haven't watched Endgame, for some reason, uh, skip forward like 20 seconds. Um, Captain America, in order to return that soul stone, had to come across Red Skull again. Think about that. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, shit. And escape Red Skull. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. I completely gloss over that whole thing. Think about that. That would have been a great next Captain America film was just him back through time on adventures. Yeah. Time to return. That, that could have be been fantastic. a TV series. That would have been really cool, man. It could have been like uh, Quantum Leap, but it wouldn't <laughs> suck like that Quantum Leap show. <laughs> what? Boy, no, no. It's that's a good a show. Podcast. I'm just trying to rile up. I'm trying to rile up goals, but that's a good Jeez. show. You know, another great thing about superhero movies and in movies in particular, and most of the times when we talk about movies, we talk about music, movie music. And music is very important in carrying that mood and carrying that tone throughout the film. Yeah. And superhero movies have to first of all have a theme that can easily be identified with that superhero. Oh, yeah. And they also had to keep make it exhilarating and not riff off John Williams too much, unless you're John Williams. <laughs> so I want to know, what are your favorite superhero movie themes, soundtracks, scores, songs, whatever you want to say? You got up to four choices that you can list here. Justin is looking at me intensely as fuck right now. So, Justin, you go first. And he's unbuttoning his shirt. People can't see that. <laughs> no, the shirt's already unbuttoned. Yes, I'm, trying, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm legit. Like, I, just because uh, Endgame just came out four days ago. Three, and by the way, three, four days ago. The moment, the day that we are recording this is National Superhero Day. Yeah. National mm-hmm. Superhero Happy National Day. National Superhero Day. But yeah, that's Which like. was not planned. The whole, the whole, every time I've looked at this on the rundown, the the music all i can think of is the avengers theme dude it's such a good who does that theme it is so it's powerful hey mr computer in front of him who does the theme and who does that theme cuz it's it's dude in the trailer it was epic it's epic when you hear it and it's it's the avengers now is it used in any other marvel properties i think it was just the avengers it's right? used in the movies when they have the avengers show up it's used in civil war okay like a little bit it's like, yeah. like it's in most of the movies it from the last epic. 5 years or and so that theme when it first got introduced i was like one of my criticisms about the first avengers film was that it didn't have that kind of like score like john williams's superman or danny elfman's batman it didn't come out and just kind of cement itself on its own, but ten years later, it sure has. Yeah. That theme was in my head all day. Alan Silvestri. Yes. He, yeah. Alan. What else Adam. has he done? Because that that theme is amazing. I think I'm overlooking this this fine gentleman. It's a good one though, man. It really gets stuck in your head. Yeah. Anything else, Justin? Are you still trying to look up what Alan Silvestri has done? I I recognize that name. It may just be because did he of do the, the Back to the Future theme? No, that's totally. Uh, Who did that? That wasn't that dude. It was Huey Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he did. Did he? With uh, the. Dun, oh, yeah. Dun, 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 he said, it says collaboration with Robert Zemeckis for Back to the Future. Yeah. Oh, nice. Me and John are looking at the internet right now. Oh, that's he nice. also did some uh, music great, for great Summer good. Rental. That's a great movie. Well, well, and most you, importantly, he did Delta Force. Well, I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> the music in Back to the Future is awesome. Oh, my God. Yes. And instantly recognizable, yeah. just like Avengers is. Anything yeah. else? Yeah, the, the uh, 1989 Batman. Yeah, Danny Elfman. Yeah. Danny yeah. Elfman. Danny Elfman Batman music is Amazing. so good. So dark and and and, and, and as soon and like today when you hear that you immediately think Batman. Yeah, they yeah. used it in Batman vs Superman. Did they really? a little yes, bit? Yeah, they, they used just a little, a little bit. bit. But it's in it. 
When they, the first yeah. car shows up. Yeah, they use they barely they use, use it. it they use it in the animated it. series. Yeah. Batman Mask of the Phantasm has a version of it at the yeah. beginning of that movie yeah. where they have the choir singing. Yeah, that's, oh it was my so God. good. Yeah, that's, that's a, epic. Don't worry, that's on my list. All right. Justin, you got anything else? <laughs> All right, go. All right, let's go to Drew, Drew then. That's a good segue. All right, one I got, and just soundtracks for a lot for a lot of, for these first two. One, uh, Watchmen. Oh my that, God. That's yes. not, that soundtrack is yes. awesome. It's like, yeah, if you're, you're going to go with soundtrack, buy not. Bar none. Bar none? Bar Roseanne Barr. Roseanne. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, Problem- sorry. Problematic. No. But just soundtrack, period. Yeah, you yeah. want it there, man. I was just yeah. going with themes. Game over. Soundtrack, no. yeah. I mean, you, you can go through, like, Dylan, My Chemical Romance, Simon and Garfunkel. Uh... Um, My Chemical Garfunkel. My Chemical Garfunkel. <laughs> no, uh, That's going to be our cover band if we start a cover band. <laughs> but no, there's a ton after Smashing that. Smashing Pumpkins? Yeah. Yeah. But after that, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Holy I, shit. I think yeah. is, it's like, I do want to point out that the Smashing Pumpkins song that was used in Watchmen was originally written for Batman and Robin. Wow. Holy shit. Well, it did better. In, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's in the better film. <laughs> The, uh, but yeah, Gardens of the Galaxy. I don't know if there's been like one single movie that's done more for one band than uh, Redbone. It's like, hey, like everyone looked up that song immediately oh, yeah. after that movie. That mixtape, I'm sure, sold more than any other movie soundtrack for sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna bring up the, <laughs> the Suicide Squad. Actually, sold a ton of soundtracks. Yeah, but the Suicide Squad just riffed off what Guardians did, and it's <laughs> it's really like it's really like it makes a lot of sense to me that James Gunn is the director of the sequel. Oh yeah. Or not sequel. Do Suicide Squad. Whatever the hell it is. But after that. Oh, uh, talk about superhero. Elba's in that. We just mentioned he should be in fucking Suicide Squad too. The Suicide Squad. And, uh, you know, I actually think that Smashing Pumpkin song was only used in the Watchmen trailer now I think about it. It was Muse. Muse was in the trailer for Watchmen. Okay. Well, okay. Anyway. Okay. Or the trailer that I'm talking about. But, uh, and then. I think they did more than one. After that, Hans Zimmer's Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's like when you, whenever you think like big bass, just every, everything that you can just go and listen to that and be fine with it. And then uh, Shirley Walker with Mask of the Phantasm. Oh yes, like the like the fir- like the theme with the riffs on Elfman, but way amped up gothic like choirs. Yeah, very epic. Yeah, and they're great. <laughs> Great! Wow, that was actually pretty good, Robbie. Thank you. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, like the chase scenes, like, and then uh, emotional scenes with Andrea, just, uh, just incredible, like top to bottom score. I was listening to some of it on the way here. It's great. Yeah, it's a it's just an amazing score. For me, I'm gonna. I mean, we've said some of these already. Batman yeah. by Denny Elfman. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of a single movie that makes me think of a character with the music more than than that. You know, like I think it's exceptional. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Two is right. my favorite soundtrack out of those two films. George Harrison, man. Yeah, George Harrison's in there. ELO is up in there. I, I think it's a better soundtrack. I just, I, I mean, they both are amazing. They, they both really work. Prince, yeah. you know, did a pretty decent job with Batman, by the yes. way. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hans Zimmer, Batman, Dark Knight. That's a that's a great one. And and don't forget our sleep on Blade. Because Blaze got a great soundtrack as well, including that New Order Confusion remix that was done with the Blood Rave scene. You know, but I didn't say. <laughs> no, keep going. <laughs> what about you, John? Um, besides, uh, we already talked about Danny Elfman, Batman, um, amazing. And you know the Hans Zimmer stuff for 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 Dark Knight, especially. It 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 uses pieces of that. Yeah. 
instead of going it goes it just takes a few of those notes away but it's I don't enjoy it as much as any Elfman's but I do enjoy the Dark Dark Knight series I think Hans Zimmer does an amazing job the the like we talked about we already one of my on my list was the the one for Avengers which is great which we've already listed and one that we didn't talk about was uh, 78 Superman we we mentioned John Williams earlier but John Williams I mean he's He's just part of uh, movie soundtracks. I really don't think there's ever going to be a composer for films quite like John Williams. And he's still doing compo- composing films. He did the new Star Wars films. Yeah. He's still out there, and he's he's kicking ass and taking names. And uh, Isn't uh, Episode Nine his last one, though? I he's believe. retiring. Yeah, I believe. And he didn't do Rogue One, but Rogue One had a great soundtrack. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, you know, the thing about the John Williams Superman song is just like Danny Elfman's Batman is so associated with that character, so is Superman. Oh, yeah. And he even made it so that the music itself screams out, it's Superman, oh, right? Yeah. And like you just, when Superman Returns was coming out, that first trailer, when they p- start playing that music, dun, it dun, dun. brought me like it to like chills, man. I was a little kid, but it was the first time I had a boner when I heard that music. <laughs> oh, and we talk about Danny Elfman, the last one I want to mention, I forgot to mention, he did the Spider-Man. He did Spider-Man and the yeah. Angley Hulk film. And both of those are really good scores. They're not as good as the Batman, but I do really like... Spider-Man uh, has a great theme. I really though. like Spider-Man a lot. Yeah. And uh, But Danny Elfman, yeah. And that's the problem. With th- My problem with Danny Elfman is a composer in general. He does some phenomenal stuff. Half his stuff, though, kind of sounds like Batman. <laughs> yeah, he recycles some <laughs> Yeah, views. half his stuff is completely original. The other half is Batman. Well, that's what's so interesting to me about his Hulk score for the Angley Hulk films, because it doesn't sound like that. Are you saying yeah. Angley? Ang Lee. It Ang sounds like you're saying... Lee. We oh. did Simpsons, oh, and Simpsons doesn't <laughs> echo into his stuff. Angry Hulk, but but so. Beetlejuice sure does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was also a Keaton film. You know, his best score, though, in my opinion, might be Big Fish, which is not a superhero film, but it should be. Big Fish Man, let's do it. <laughs> oh, I'm so lost. It missed that superhero <laughs> boom, though. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're in the midst of the superhero boom. There's superhero films. Um, we got the Marvel Universe, Cinematic Universe. And then, of course, now you're starting to see superhero films that you normally wouldn't even get. Like, there's a Shazam film. And don't get me wrong. I love Shazam, and he deserves a film, but I'm surprised they made a film. You know what I'm saying? It Did you watch it yet? Away. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Love the shit out of it. I'm happy Mark Strong's the bad guy. Yeah. He I is a great Shazam yet, so villain, but he's he's been the that. villain like 40 times now in movies. Um, so great he's film. keep at it until he gets it right. We, we <laughs> just have this, this, like, right now, this superhero mentality because it's so successful, and I heard that Endgame has broke box office again. You know, superhero films have broke box office before. One point two billion dollars. Yeah, how many Holy is that in Trident shit. layers? Um, <laughs> so, so there's a momentum of superhero films, but do you think there's an oversaturation? Do you think we're going to get, we're going to be, just eventually people are going to burn out because that seems to be, right now at any given time, there's at least one superhero film at at the theater. It doesn't even go. You might be a horror film, there might be a comedy, there might be a family film, but there is one superhero film because. They make so much money. It's like the guaranteed paycheck now. Before, people were hesitant. Now, it's, hey, cash money. But we're going to cross, I think, a threshold where it's them just cashing in because they're trying to cash in on it, not necessarily a good movie. Because there's been some, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even just that, you know, not talking DC or even, you know, other properties. Majority of those films are fantastic. They're not all great. But there's just this going to be, hey, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a superhero it's a paycheck. Um, so, in your guys' opinion, do you think where do you think it's headed? Do you think it's and sounds like there's going to be a boom, or do you think they're oversaturating, or 
Or do you think, how long can we continue this? I'm going to start with Drew. What do you think as far as the momentum of the superhero movies? Do you think it's going to, do you think it's a fad? How long do you think it can continue? I think it'll continue until there's a lull of like almost a year of just not good films. Is because if there might be, because right now they're mostly consistent, like there's a dip every now and then, like an Iron Man movie or a, or a, <laughs> or a bad Thor movie, just dips and dips, but then there's always one that comes after. It's like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. I'm back, I'm back on the train. But if there's, if it goes down for almost like a year, that could slow the, the industry of superhero movies as a whole. There is definitely a subset of population that, wishes that there was more variety in overall types of movies and not just superhero movies and i don't care <laughs> it's like i'm I'm still going to see most of them no we did luck out we just had days apart we had captain marvel shazam and endgame so we had all these superhero movies and they were all good yep. we had all these good movies back to back to back and who if you would have told me 10 years ago we'd have two captain marvel films yeah wink wink nudge nudge I would have said, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's like, what are you, what but are you talking about? I didn't think we're about? ever going to get a Shazam film. I also didn't think we were going to get a Marvel Captain Marvel film. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. Marvel. I really didn't think those things were going to happen. And we had three back-to-back. And they're all great films in their own right. I might you poke holes in each of them if you really wanted to. But they're all mm-hmm. really good films. Visually, they're good. Overall, it's a good story. It's a great cast. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they first announced the guy from Chuck... Is, is, is Shazam, I'm like, what the fuck is this? A guy from the Marvel yeah. Universe. He was in the bad, the bad oh. uh, Thor movie. I uh, flipped over my table. I was so mad. But you know what? The movie, yeah. the movie is great. So these are all great movies. So, so far, it's been pretty consistent. So you think if they keep the momentum with quality, you think it's going to keep up? Yeah. It, it, like... There has to be like a dip for a while. Like you have to get to the bottom, and then then I think like you'll have to build that quality back up. Because although I th- do think that there will be just a little bit of a dip after Endgame, because that because that closed so many character stories, and now it's like and it's like just wa- a lot of people are gonna just wash their hands hands of it and be like, oh, thank God that's over. Yeah, for those people listening, if you haven't seen Endgame, um, Rocket was hit by a car. <laughs> Why he was eating out the trash? Was eating out the trash. So, yeah. so Rocket's no longer in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, so that that kind of hurts. He's gonna be missed. Uh, and uh, coincidentally, uh, the actor that plays him, uh, Bradley Cooper, was also hit by a car while eating out the trash. <laughs> what about what about you, Goldsmith? Um, what do you think of the momentum of the superhero films? Do you think we can sustain this going forward? Do you think it's a, a do you think it's a fad? Well, that's a really interesting thing about the momentum of it. Is it, it's really a genre that's been around for a long time. You know, the Batman movies in the '60s, and there were but we have like years apart. Now you're getting we had three superhero movies in three months. Yeah, well, that's it's it's obviously going to slow down a little bit from where it is now because Endgame is definitely the 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 penultimate. The peak. It yeah. like this is the top of the bell curve, but this this genre is going to be around. For a long time to come, it's it's like up until the last ten years or so, you had like uh, horror, sci-fi, romance, uh, drama, like all this, comedy. and uh, dramedy, yeah, all the mixed genres and stuff. But silent films, I said comedy, comedy, yeah, all that stuff. But like <laughs> su- <laughs> superhero or comic book or whatever you yeah. want to call it, it's it's been around for a long time, but it's only like in the last. 20 years or so it's kind of been getting cool to be nerdy so this this genre is coming about and it's not going away anytime soon when will it be uncool to be a geek again because i'm a geek 
and I'm afraid that it's going to wear out in no. a couple of weeks. Everybody's <laughs> everybody's going to be nerdy from now on. Like this <laughs> genre is not going is. anywhere. It's it's one of the new mainstays. It's it's not going. That's anywhere. gonna be in a genre of itself going forward altogether. Yeah, and that's not gonna change. It's it's gonna get it's gonna get less popular as it is now, but it's it's definitely not going anywhere. Robbie, since you run a popular YouTube channel, so pop so people listening probably know <laughs> pop culture saying? philosophers <laughs> on YouTube. But if you yeah. don't, Robbie does an awesome, very popular, probably our most popular show, the Rock and Robbies. You do your weekly comic reviews. And yeah. it's, by the way, such a great show. And well, you've, thank you. You've kept, I'm, I'm surprised you've consistently, it's been great. And for Every the most week? part, except for one day recently when you went to a concert, <laughs> yeah, your timing's been spot on. I yeah. mean, you've been, you've, I, I give well, you. Well, I went to go see Kiss. Yeah. Four of my other favorite superheroes. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so the people, uh, Robbie's the quintessential go-to combo guy, although Drew is, is a big combo guy himself. Um, so I'm more interested to hear what you said because you're you're I mean you have more love for comics than yeah. probably the average person. Well, I, I kind of agree with, with with what a lot of what Justin said is look at the history of cinema. Right, there was a moment where every other week there was a new western being released. Right, yeah. Hmm. Every other week there was a new musical being released. Right now, musicals and westerns are not dominating cinemas anymore. Right. They still make them. They're still around. Yeah. They we still need, make them. We they need still more get musical very, westerns. They still get very. Yeah, we should. Stagecoach should not be the only one. <laughs> I couldn't even think of it. Is, it, is it, that it, the only one? Hateful Eight. Uh, what? That's a musical, musical western. Oh, I thought you were talking western. about westerns. Yeah. <laughs> it's a musical yeah, western. Sure. Anyway, anyway um, so but yeah, I, I think that I think that it will phase out in in supreme popularity. There won't be one every month. There won't be three Marvel movies a year from you know, whatever. But it all depends really on like. What happens post Endgame? Because like you were saying, Endgame kind of is like a peak in that bell curve, yeah, right? It definitely. And 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 like what what Drew was saying was like this wrapped up so many character stories: Iron Man, Captain America, maybe even Thor. Spoilers. Um, so I mean, we spoiled some stuff already. <laughs> yeah. um, so it depends. I think right now the short term success depends on what Phase Four does, because obviously Marvel's going to try to to diversify, right? And they got two strong brands right now. Three, actually, if you think about it, to build out of Avengers, and that's Black Panther, yeah. Captain Marvel, and Spider Man. So three immensely popular characters that have a bright future. And and like like Holland could keep playing Spider Man. Um, Larson can keep playing Captain Marvel and and, and, yeah. and Bozeman can keep playing Black Panther and Shuri can join in and, and there's this, so it depends on what's going to happen, but I'm worried about a backlash. The way that we've had Comicsgate lately, oh, God, people yeah. kind of being like very anti-diversifying, you know, popular, you know, fiction. Um, a ton of white people just retired, so they might be. Interested. Yeah, right. So like, as long as they don't, <laughs> I think there will be a backlash for that, like we've seen in Star Wars lately. A lot of people accuse Star Wars of being like SJWs and all that. What, whatever. Well, that's happened since the. If that's the case, one, I'm two, not three. noticing it. You know what I'm saying? I'm just enjoying the film. Yeah, well, for well, the film. well because we're logically minded people. Yeah, <laughs> so, I never thought about that. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I think a lot of it hinges on Marvel Phase Four right now, because let's be honest, the MCU is what's carrying this superhero boom. It's not the yeah. DC oh, yeah. films. Yeah. Sure not. It's not the Hellboys. Yeah. It's not the Sin Cities or anything like that. It's it's the MCU. That being said, the last two, two DC, they've, there's been some missteps, but the last two DC films Forward have momentum. been good and very successful. With the last, if you, you take out, you know, three of the last four DC films have been very well received. Taking out Justice League. leaves that one out of there but, to not but, bring but, us marks down. Wonder Woman, <laughs> Aquaman, Shazam, they've been very yeah. well received. Um, but... Like superhero movies are not going to go away; they're always going to yeah. be around, but they won't be what they are now. Yeah. 
probably 20, 30 years from now. Yeah. But we have to see what Marvel does in season in, in phase four, but they also still got the X-Men and the Fantastic Four yeah. to play with. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff they can do. And even without Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr., I mean, you got Bozeman, you got Larson, you got Holland, you got your I top three I think we're going right to get there. probably two sequels for each of those films. I could see them oh, doing absolutely. a trilogy. Yeah. It yeah. worked well with Captain America, worked with Iron Man. And even Thor, and yeah. now even though Thor. it had some missteps. And now that uh, Disney owns Fox now, you can bring all those X-Men characters in too. And yeah. It's doing... So I think it's... Yeah. it's uh, superheroes are not going to end as a film genre, but the, the popularity will wane. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a little bit worrisome now because Endgame just wrapped up so many. How many people now think they can check out the MCU? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I'll check it out when it comes to Netflix or Disney Plus. Or yeah, when, if you, you got know. the stock, it's time to sell. But <laughs> but the uh, movies aren't going anywhere. Buddy, I got Disney stock. <laughs> what about you, John? I, I agree for the most part. I, I do see what – I didn't think about that, but the way Goldsmith said it, having it being in itself its own genre, going forward you'll have the comedies, the dramas, et cetera. You always have a superhero film, maybe not three in the four, course of a couple of months. Yeah. But I'd like to see, you know, maybe two a year would be great to continue. So if we continue that, those, and then make good quality films, I think you're going to see uh, more independent, more, more, ind- you know, more image, more dark horse. I think you're going to start seeing more because there was a recent Hellboy. Mm. But I think you're going to see more of those properties that are not as well known. But you look at, you look at, say, Hellboy, when Hellboy came out, enjoyable film, not the new one, the, the, the one with Ron Perlman. And a lot of people didn't know who Hellboy was, but the film was successful, and it was a great film. A lot has to do with great director and great casting. Yeah, but okay. I think if you take a good, uh, even a smaller property, I think there's potential there to keep the momentum because you're going to run out of uh, characters that are well-known. If you said 10 years ago, we're doing a film that's not Superman or Spider-Man, we're going to do Captain Marvel or Guardians of the Galaxy, and be like, what the hell? And so, but Think about this. They still have, the they, somebody still hasn't made a Superman film that hits like an MCU film, yeah. and that's going to happen. Maybe we need to let James Gunn get a Superman film. I would say we hit that in 78, but we haven't hit that since. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, I think we can well, once Well, Superman again. 3 almost captured it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I think we are going to be seeing more uh, animation in mainstream for superhero because movies. Because of Spider-Verse, yeah. Spider-Verse, Lego Batman. Yeah, Spider- was pop- haven't was mentioned that too. yet. I have. Yeah, well, I'm drunk. Yeah, you mentioned <laughs> it earlier. If we, if uh, if it's anything like the new like Spider-Man it, film, <laughs> then I'm 100 percent behind it because visually that is just a feast for the eyes. Yeah, and then on top of that, it was just a great story, great cast, great everything. Man, that was something that was just a treat. So if we can keep the momentum, I'm excited. Um, we're gonna take a little break. We'll come back. We're gonna talk about our top five. Maybe reach out to social media. I think what you folks think. Take a little quick break on pop culture philosophers, superhero movies. Welcome back to Pop Culture Philosophers. We're talking about superheroes, and we talked about some of our favorite villains and our favorite movies, etc. Now I want to hear what you folks think. I think Robbie reached out to the social media, the uh, the Twitter, the Facebook, the uh, MySpace. Is MySpace still a thing? You know, we were cool with MySpace until they got rid of all of our past music that we made, and then we, we <sighs> ended. Dicks. Didn't like it, didn't like it, didn't like it. Yeah, we reached out to social media. The PCP Army, by the way, over on Facebook is the official Pop Culture Philosophers Facebook group. 
You can interact with uh, members of the excitable PCP crew like me and Drew. Mm-hmm. Not Brooks, not John. Jelani's there. Sometimes yeah. I delete Jelani's posts. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds? Anyway, it's super fun. So we uh, tweeted out. Uh, we, we tweeted there. No, we posted there. We posted on the Pop Culture Philosophers Facebook. Posted on the Twitter page. And Robbie, that's my personal page. We haven't we haven't done anything at the uh, PCP Twitter for a minute. I looked over at, at, at Drew, but he didn't he didn't notice. <laughs> well, you took you took over. You you wanted me to take it over, and then you felt the high of yeah, the man, interaction. It's, it's, it's all good. We're happy with where we are. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> So we got Cameron Kearns, first of all, from Rocket Punch. Oh, yeah. We played video games yeah, with video them. Game yeah, folks. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Said Winter Soldier. Will Priest said Guardians of the Galaxy. David Hatch, good old David Hatch, said Unbreakable. Ooh. I mean, it is a superhero oh, film. It, it is, is, but that's his favorite. What a okay. spicy choice. Okay. Matt Baskowski said Batman Returns. I figured John would like that one right there. Brian Weaver said Doctor Strange, to which I told him I would make fun of him for that because Doctor Strange is a terrible film and in no way the best superhero film of all time. However, I know Brian. He's kind of a halfway member of the Excitable PCP crew because he's been on a few podcasts. Remember? He only, was on the Jack yeah. Kirby podcast. Plus, uh, only his legs are part of the. And he, yeah, he's <laughs> been on a few videos as well. But Brian Weaver says Doctor Strange. That's one of his favorite characters, so I get that. Yeah, and yeah. dude. But homie Brian, I just want to tell you this. I didn't pick a Fantastic yeah. Four movie in my top five, homie. The film has some problems, but I still think Benedict Cumberbatch does such a great... His fault. You know what I'm saying? He's I mean, a great Doctor Strange. Fault. It's just a... It's just Doc, I think they tried just, to like just rush, Iron Man and, yeah. and with magic. Okay, yeah, Chris McGass, that's a good pick. Clark Moore, I don't know if he's trolling, but he says Dark Man. Dude, I actually love oh, Dark Man. Sam Raimi <laughs> film. Liam Although Neeson. somebody brought up, how can he talk if he has no lips? Like, how can he <laughs> pronounce <laughs> things? Valid point. And Declan Cross says it's a tie right now between Winter Soldier and Endgame. Hmm. I concur. I agree with him. So thank you guys for checking us out at the PCP Army, the official Pop Culture Philosophers Facebook group, and over at the PCP Show on Facebook and at the Rock and Robbie. There's some great choices. I think some of those will come back up on our top five. So we're going to do our top five. These are our favorite five top five comic book films of all time. Now, they may not be the most popular. They may not be the biggest blockbuster, but they're near us. So we'll give you our top five, the you know, and then you guys can go and comment if you disagree. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Did you just explain the whole favorite versus best? Thing? Yes, because it's been almost a year. Yeah, since we podcast, we just got to remind people. So things right? may have changed. I know mine has slightly changed, but it's very similar. Because that's you know, we talked about our favorite DCU or DC films, favorite yeah, Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, this would yeah. be our favorite comic films across the board. That made that makes me think. Speaking of of social media, you know, I just posted up. So me, Jelani, and Brooks have been doing these movie reviews on the YouTube page, right? And we've done every single MCU film, right? And so we do You Digs, possible five You Digs. Since we could do stars, right? Yeah, yeah. but that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, have so you, have you got the Smackums people to pay you guys that's, yet? That's Digum. Oh. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so <laughs> anyway, so I took all the ratings that me, Jelani, and Brooks did on all twenty-two MCU films, and I combined them together and got the averages. And I posted it up a ranking. And whenever, when there was a tie, I asked Jelani and Brooks individually, do you choose Ant-Man or Dark World? The reason why Ant-Man's at the bottom of that list is because I chose Ant-Man. They both chose Dark World. Thor, first of all, Brooks is a big Thor fan, and Jelani hates Ant-Man. So like, I posted the, the ratings, yeah. the rankings, and people were arguing with us. And I'm like, yo, nobody, like, this is not our actual list. <laughs> yeah, like, this is just a combined <laughs> scores. Yeah, like, this is just what happened to be the averages. But yeah, when I looked better. at the averages, which I, Avengers I liked, was the first one. Yeah, I like the list because, for the most part, I agree with it 95%. Avengers, by the way, is the only one that had a perfect five score from all three of us. See, the only one I had an issue with with Avengers would be moved back. 
I do. Yeah. I think people see it with rose-colored glasses because it was the first time you get all these superhero films combined and you get all these superheroes together. It's got some issues. What's number one for you, MCU? An MCU? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Is it on your top five list? Is it spoilers? It's. I don't know if it is. Maybe Guardians. Okay. So I don't know. There's a lot of great films in MCU. They, Guardians there's was been top some five missteps. I love the first the Iron Man. 10. I love the first Iron Man. Yeah. I love Guardians. Uh. Probably my favorite of them, MCU, if I had to sit down and think about it, is going to be Winter Soldier. Okay, yeah. Same. And I'm going to say I'm biased because really, he's such a badass. People were really surprised that it fell so far back in our list. It was like number eight or something like that. But like, it's because it's it's, it's, it's yeah. our average. Like yeah. All three of us, I think, would have rated it higher. But when you... I, I mean, but if you still sit back like, and take a look at it, most of it makes sense. I'm like, oh, I can see why these ones are so popular. Yeah. And uh, the MCU, for the most part, has had a lot of hits, way more hits than misses. If it was my list, yeah. Age of Ultron would be dead last. Yeah, see, that was the weird thing, is that Avengers, I enjoyed. It wasn't it wasn't my favorite film by any means, but I enjoyed it. And then Ultron seemed like a step back, and then from, like the biggest step forward. I'm like, holy shit, you guys saved the yeah. best for last, and then it wasn't last. I mean, it was <laughs> too far. I didn't know that at the time going to Infinity War that we're going to have this yeah, but cliffhanger speak, from hell. Speaking of rankings... Yeah. Speaking of rankings, Since Goldsmith totally smells just terribly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> no, you never smell bad. Not that I'm smelling you. Let's change the topic. <laughs> so you guys told us some of your favorite comic book films, MCU, DC, or other. Um, I'm so surprised Darkman's. I hope he's not trolling us, because I really do have a sweet spot for... The sequels, though, Liam Neeson bailed. You know, like he was too fucking good. He would be a great... Uh, he should be in the yeah, DC but- universe. <laughs> yeah, but it was The Mummy. The guy that played the mummy in the uh, Stephen Summers films yeah. was Dark Man in like two and three, whatever well, his name was. Yeah, at least we got him as uh, Al Raz Al Ghul. How do you say his name? Ray Shaga, whatever. He shows back up, and he was in. Some people don't know that Liam Neeson was also in the Star Wars films. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, allegedly, allegedly. So we're going to talk about our favorite films, and again, these may not be blockbusters, but we enjoyed them the most. And I think you'll see that it has probably changed a bit. There's been so many superhero films. I mean, it just continues churning them out, and for the most part, they're really good. Seriously, there's there's a few hits and a few misses, but more hits than misses. <laughs> kind of like that was an ass backwards back. way to get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious to know your guys' top five in reverse order. Start with five, and uh, if you want to give me a brief summary of why you enjoyed the film, well, we won't go into a crazy long. I don't want a two hour spiel. I mean, if you want to explain an episode of Lost, that's great, but let's do it in a different... <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> always throwing back to the first episode of PCP. Wow. So I'm actually going to start with Goldsmith this time, his top five comic book films of all time. I know we're pushing on the spot here, and I have a feeling... Superhero movies. I'm sorry. Yeah. Superhero films, superhero not comic films. books, because it could be... Yeah, there are like Scott Pilgrim's not a superhero yeah. movie, although a great movie, by the way, and a great comic... Um, so who are your top five superhero films, Goldsmith? So I'm putting this out here on all the podcasts. Uh, when we do our top fives, I always say I got to put it in a box. So I got specific uh, guidelines that I use. So I'm first going to write off Watchmen because I believe it is a superhero film. But oh, yeah. I, no, it is. I took it off this list doesn't because matter. it's fucking fantastic. doesn't it's matter my, if you my, believe it or not. It's yeah. one of my favorite films of it all is. time. So, uh, But I'm taking Watchmen. I literally have not talked about it all night because I it, thought you would. You you brought it up. You were the one person that brought it up earlier, but I'm no, I didn't. I took it out of my whatever. Great story, great cast, great acting, great soundtrack. Spo- if Watchmen, it's not on somebody's top yeah. five, I'm gonna, I'm Watchmen, gonna freak the fuck out. Watchmen's next level. That's what I'm saying. So it's not in my top five, but it's next level. It would be number. Uh, literally 
makes no sense. Whatever. Go on, Justin. Out of the box. He's never going to be on the fucking show again. <laughs> My number five is Guardians of the Galaxy. Great yeah. film. We'll allow it. It's fantastic. <laughs> we'll allow it. Fantastic soundtrack. We won't great cut story. You of, we won't cut you out of the show this time. <laughs> great, great actors. Everything about that movie was great. Yeah, it was, and, and it was such a paradigm shift for superhero films that it came out before then. And it really was. I think Guardians was such an, uh, a smaller property for Marvel, and they just knocked out of the park. And a lot of it has to do with James Gunn. Yeah, James Gunn. Yeah, and I'm so glad they got him back for the third movie. Me too. Uh, fault that they lost him because uh, they fired him. It's their but, fault that they got him back. <laughs> yeah. So they yeah. have nothing in their history that should be ashamed of. Yeah, oh wait, they, they were actually they were actually like, whoa, DC just got him. <laughs> Fuck. We'll, we're bringing him back. We need him back. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's so offbeat compared to the other uh yeah. not only MCU films but all the other superhero films, yeah. films and comic book films and everything else. It's a great movie. You're number f- 4. Oh, we're doing 54321. Yeah. We're going around. Like number 5. Like we have for the last 20 podcasts, Justin. Yeah, well. If you never listened to the show. <laughs> well, it's number. been almost a year. Was that your number 5? Was that no, your number, number 1? Five. Okay, your number Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, people listening in, Goldsmith, this is his first time on the show. <laughs> Unless you've listened to the show and you know that it's not his first time on the show. Well, if we're going mine, my number four, Batman Forever. Batman Forever. You really do love Bill Kilmer. Batman Four. I love Batman Four. Oh, how very appropriate. What? Oh, it's four, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was the third film in that, anyway. How many summer shanties has John There's had? problems <laughs> with that film, but for the most part, he does a really good job. His car, his car is great. Yeah. And he, Joel he does Sh- a good job I, as Batman. I love the Joel Schumacher Batman movies for their Wait design. Wait a minute. For their design. Oh, yeah, visually, I give you that. Visually, they are gorgeous. They got like this really super comic book It reminds me of an arcade look. machine. Yeah. Like Even out of all the other uh, comic book movies that have been translated to film, Joel Schumacher's movies are gorgeously... like purple yeah like yeah. the colors the colors and everything. the colors <laughs> they yeah. look great yeah okay i'll give you that what about number three my number three avengers one i have a feeling you're the only one that has batman forever on your list at all i'm just gonna throw that out there but what was number <laughs> i'm sorry what was number three <laughs> the avengers the, the first avengers yeah ba, 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 and you see these characters ba, 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 for the first time it's seriously even if you're not a big avengers fan and i'm not the biggest but i don't dislike them but to see them united for the first time fighting, especially when you see them back to back in that street, oh yeah, holy yeah. shit! Like when that, that when, when the Avengers came out, that there was, there had never been such a build up to a film. Oh ever. yeah, no doubt. And that was year that come out two thousand eleven, twenty twelve. Yeah, that was so eight nine ten eleven. That was, that was four years of build up for a film. We had never seen anything like that before. Like all these uh, Harry Potter five different. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> not at the time. I don't know, whatever. But it was it was so great. All these characters came together in this one good, fantastic story. The music was fantastic. The whole the whole movie was great. I will admit, I saw four Avenger films, and not once did I see Emma Peel. I kept waiting for her to show up. <laughs> well, there was a fantastic build-up with no disappointment. I wish I could say the same thing about your love life. <laughs> 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 Number, uh, where are we at, three? Two, two. Damn show, it! Show's going I off may the rails. Have, I may have had a little more to drink than I. I, <laughs> I realized. Say, like you were worried about Justin. Number two, <laughs> give me the deuce. Number two. This was a very difficult decision for me. My number two was Iron Man. The first Iron Man. Yeah. Wait a minute. I know you're a die-hard Iron Man fan. You've got that Iron Man tattoo on your buttocks, <laughs> and that was your number two. 
I'm really excited to see what your two. number one is. But uh, yeah. so that was your number two. So other than being a Robert Downey Jr. fan, what what puts that in your top five? What stands out for you? Well, the, the Iron Man movie, um, it it sounds dumb, but that that movie really changed my life. It, like it was it was a turning point for me. I I really love that character of Tony Stark, and I never really read the comics growing up. But when I was introduced to the character in that movie, I just really identified with him. I loved it. It was it's one of the best origin stories that's ever been put on film, and it kicked off the MCU. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Drew. It really it it kicked off the MCU. It's my time to talk, Drew. <laughs> uh, it, it did. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his um, j- um, the guy that played Happy, the director, Scarlett uh, Johansson. John Favreau, John Favreau, kicked the off great the director, MCU. Great director, by the way. That's where that's where it all started. Yeah, it's happy. This, this last eleven years of fantastic films. And he he really, first off, it was a great film. But talk about a costume that translated well to film. Yeah, the Iron Man armor looked amazing, and a lot of that CG, but a lot of that is actual. I mean, you've seen him in the costume. A lot of that they built. What a badass costume! And yeah. seriously, it did such a good job translating the film. And I would say, as home goes, it's the best costume, period. I'm a bat- Batman's my favorite comic book hero, but as far as comics to film, yeah. Iron Man's got the best costume, hands down. I agree. Dude, it looks phenomenal. I agree. So, And Robert Downer Jr. nailed the part. I think he's one of... Talk about... Act, when I said earlier, I said, hey, these are the actors like Fastbender, who's like one of the greatest actors of all time, and he's going to go down in history. I think RDJ is one yeah. of the people. He's he's the best casted character out of any of the... Comic book Better movies. than Bra- Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Better than the guy that plays Groot? <laughs> what was yeah, his, Vin, Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> and what is your number one? My number one? It really... Are you are I, you off? Are you running off a high from this film? Because It's, you, it's funny you might, that you say you that. Because that in a couple it days. really, it really, I really, really try not to say that a movie is so great right after I see it. But Avengers Endgame... Really is just so so good. It's the culmination of eleven years of storyline between how many different storylines? What we got? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got Iron, Iron Man, Man, Thor, Captain yeah. America, Black Widow. There's, there's like twenty characters. Ant Man, Uncle Man. <laughs> it's it was such a good payoff. It's an epic film. Yeah, and that's that's like we were talking about earlier. My one of my favorite things with TV shows when I was a kid was crossover and interlacing storylines and cross-dressing films, <laughs> cross-dressing films, <laughs> spin-offs and stuff like that. And when they've got all these different storylines that are interconnected and stuff like that, and it culminates into such a big epic story like this. Yeah, because the Infinity War didn't have as many characters. I mean, Endgame has. Everybody, yeah, and you don't realize there are some characters that unfortunately weren't in Infinity War, and they're definitely in Endgame, and then some. Yeah, I mean, and it's definitely. I'll give you the epicness of the film. Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing. Is like there's there's there hasn't been a film like this before, and I don't know if I'm, I don't know if there will ever be a film like this again that has this much build up and uh, it's just. It, it, Ele- literally 11 yeah. years worth of film and I think stories. the only film that could probably top that is that Dora the Explorer film that's coming out. <laughs> but other than that, I think I think they've set a they set a set a bar. So that is a great top 5 mm. and I think a lot I think Endgame will make other people's list 
for sure. I'd I think like you're to think on a so. high. I think it'd be in your top five. I don't know if it'd be. Your I'm on a high one. from it, and like yeah. you said, I don't like to do that right after I see a movie, but it's just too. It's an enjoyable good. film. I'll admit, I thought it was a little on the long side. That's only because I drank too much icy and I had to pee so bad. And I didn't want to miss the <laughs> film. It's so like get over so I can pee. I almost died. I almost pissed myself in the theater. Talk about pissing yourself in the theater, Robbie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what are your top five uh, in descending order? If I'd love to. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Ascending. <laughs> We've done that before. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> I've got to learn the difference. John. Okay. So yeah. Top five. Yeah, my top five. Okay. Uh, if Drew, you can narrow, Drew trying to like. If you can narrow it down to five, because I know there's a lot of great comic book films. There's yeah. more good than bad. There's a lot of great comic book films. Yeah. We're talking like in history of comic book films. So that's hard Superhero to narrow down films. to five. Maybe we should. I'm sorry. Superhero films. Damn it. So um, because, like <laughs> The Incredibles would count, which I give an honorable mention yeah. to. Mouse, 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 the movie. <laughs> Whoa! Well, that would be dark. Uh, that yeah, would yeah. win an Oscar, though. <laughs> the Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four film ever. My number five is <laughs> The Avengers from 2012. Good the, choice. It just did a great job of culminating everything together and making it make sense. And to be honest, that movie's good, even if you haven't seen the others. You know? Yeah. The others with. Yeah. Yeah. What does that movie have to do with anything? <laughs> and like Infinity War, as good as it is, and Endgame, as good as it is, it, it requires previous viewing. The Avengers actually didn't, and I think it works really, really well. Number four is Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh. I absolutely love that movie. It's got a great villain. It's got a great setup. It's got Who a great cast. Who plays that villain, by the way? That's Michael Keaton. Sir Michael Keaton. <laughs> okay, he's not. <laughs> he hasn't been knighted. My number Friend th- of the show. <laughs> my number three is Guardians of the Galaxy. Ooh, la Volume la. two. Oh, two. I know you yes. love two. I love two. How can you not like? First off, they're both great films. Yeah, but that soundtrack, soundtrack, holy great. shit, George it Harrison. Was, it was. I really didn't think they Sir were George Harrison be able to hold up to the first film. To be honest with you, and they hit it out of the park. What a great film they did. And I actually think that it's it's got all the best parts of the first one, and even more emotion, more drama. Oh, definitely more roundness. I really really love it. My number two is Blade. I knew Blade was going to make your top five, you son of a bitch. I don't know if you guys realize this, but I'm a huge Blade fan. And, and they're uh, great films. The first are. two were really, really good. You know, historically, John, I used to always say that Blade 2 was better than Blade 1. But I recently rewatched Blade 1 and Blade 2. And to be honest with you, everything that Blade 2 does well, it does well because they did it well in Blade 1. Like that character was Makes defined sense. in was that, that first Blade Now was that Del Toro movie. that directed those? He did, did the both second. of them. He oh, did, did the second yeah. one. Okay. Stephen Norrington did the first one. But Wesley Snipes, Stephen Dorff. Um, Donald uh, Logue is uh, is uh, as Quinn is amazing. Oh, I thought it was play. Oscar Isaac. It's no, <laughs> it's Jason. <laughs> anyway, so that's my number two. My number one is Batman Begins, and I think to me, holy ooh, shit, yeah, that's mm-hmm. the most comic book accurate superhero I've ever seen. That's on my film. least favorite of the trilogy. Does really? know that? It's my favorite. Yeah. Um, Dark Knight is really really good. I rises. All three of them are amazing films. Batman Begins to me, with the music, the build up, the way it took the comic book superhero of Batman and, and and translated that so perfectly into film. Without Batman Begins, obviously you wouldn't have Dark Knight. And yeah. obvi- I don't think you'd have the MCU. And that, that gives film. us an actual real how Batman starts because the Keaton Batman film in 89 kind of, they flash back, they glance, you know, they give you an idea, but we don't really see his origins per they se. They barely tell you shit, don't they? Yeah, you? Batman yeah. Begins gives you way more detail and it's got yeah. a great cast, great music. Yeah, the thing about that the, the Batman by Tim Burton is more of a Joker film, you know, than a Batman film. And Batman Returns is a movie about Penguin Chris, and, Christmas. And, 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 <laughs> and Catwoman and Christmas. And Batman Forever is a, is a movie about the Riddler. 
And, yeah. and Batman and Robin is a movie about Dick Grayson and, and, and shitty films and Victor Freeze. <laughs> but Batman Begins was the first movie actually about Batman. Yeah, and it really does go more yeah. into his origin, way more. And just yeah, just just nailed it for me, for me. And it had what what guarantees a successful film. It had Liam Neeson in it. Exactly. That's all you really need. AKA Darkman. Could have been Timothy Dalton. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Also friend of the show. That is a great top five. And uh I've got money on it that Drew can be. <laughs> I know we're not playing. <laughs> no, there's no No, uh, that's a great top five. Hard one to beat. They, you guys have had some gr- a great top five. And so I'm I'm, I'm really curious uh to see what uh, Drew says. Your top five in ascending or <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Now, <laughs> I'm so. No, you messed it up again. It's descending order. Isn't no, it? it's it's ascending. You well, start, it depends. You start on oh yeah, you get higher. Well, yeah. it depends on what you say in the top and the bottom is. No, this right. isn't a fucking uh, MCS. Is your painting. bottom the lower number start or the number. bottom the list? Okay, Josh Josh number five. <laughs> John should just be like as usual. <laughs> okay. What's your number we, five? What's your number five? I can't yeah. believe you didn't do Watchmen because, and I would tell you that nobody would be happier that you're not including Watchmen as a superhero movie than Alan Moore. <laughs> yeah. Right? There's only actually the one. There's only actually one superhero in that movie. There's a couple, but moving on. <laughs> yeah. uh, the way Black, that movie is filmed, they are all fucking superheroes <laughs> yeah okay number five i got black panther i yes. knew Ooh, yes. i knew from the moment that i heard ryan coogler and michael b jordan that that movie was going to w- win awards and it did and i was because i had just seen creed and and i knew they always worked together and i was like i heard they were together again i was like oh yeah it doesn't matter who they cast as as Takala. it was like that's gonna win awards doesn't matter and so, as long as they put the budget into making Wakanda look incredible. It did, and it was incredibly important for a ton of reasons. <laughs> I'll be honest yeah. with you. I was kind of mad that I went and saw Creed, and I thought it was going to be a saber-tooth film. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this boxing shit? What, what, what? John was saving that up. He's <laughs> been, been waiting forever to someone mention Creed. It is a great film. I'm happy it made somebody's top five because it's a great film. Mm-hmm. It's a, and it's the, got a great the, cast. The, the costume design and the production design of that yeah. film are so fantastic. Oh, yeah. And Black Panther himself has such a bad... It, dude, it translates well to film. Oh, yeah, badass suit. You were talking awesome. about that. Yeah. We first yeah. saw it in Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he first in Civil War? Yes, yeah. And it's just Bucky. fucking awesome. And I was like, is he going to get a solo film? Well, yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. You're number four. Uh, number four, Quattro. I got Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, that's on someone's top five. Okay. A- another Academy Award-winning film. Visually, and dude, holy shit! It, it is my favorite version of of Spider Man, other than the newest PS4 Spider Man game. Dude, that is a great game. Th- those are my two favorite versions of Peter Parker. I would say that was the Peter best comic based video game since the Batman uh, Arkham games. Arkham games, it really yeah. is. It they do such a good job with Spider Man. It's a PS4 exclusive. But, it's worth buying a PS4 just but, for that game. But into the Spider Verse, the fact that they could get the variety of different Spider Man, you got the uh, Spide, spide SP dash that or uh, backslash backslash DR uh, Penny Parker and then, and then uh, Nick Cage as Spider Man Noir, just always depressing <laughs> and wanting to punch things. Yeah, and then Spider Ham, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Yeah, <laughs> visually, yeah. man, holy shit. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, great Doc Ock. Great, and then the uh, the Kingpin being as massive. As oh he yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Great, a great movie. Uh, three, I have. Winter Soldier. Oh, hell yeah, Winter man. Winter Soldier's fantastic. It's probably got the best fight scenes in any Marvel movie. And then 
uh, Sebastian Stan is a Terminator in that movie. Horrifying to watch. And the fact, like the be- like some of the best chase scenes. Especially when he turns to liquid metal. Yeah. And escapes <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> That's who he escaped Civil War, man. Yeah. Dude, what a great film, man. And then Holy shit. Two, I have Dark Knight. To me, that oh. was... The best of the trilogy. Yeah. I, I, I think it was the best of the trilogy, and that was like the first of the of this era. That was the first like big huge before Avengers, the big, first big huge event. Like everybody saw that damn movie. Oh, everybody yeah. had an opinion on it. Most of them great. And then like the fact that Heath Ledger died <laughs> after it was filmed, like that's what made it even pumped it up even more because we people were like, oh my god, I have to see this. Hot take, Robert Downey Jr. would have won the Oscar for uh, Tropic Thunder if Heath Ledger hadn't died. No. We're just going to move that out there. I think he was always, always going to lose it. Mm. if As long as the Joker was nominated, he was losing it. Debatable. No, not. But uh, <laughs> one, I have Mask of the Phantasm. My favorite oh, Batman. Holy oh. shit. I mean, you talked about it earlier. I knew it was going to be in your top five. Yeah. I didn't expect it to be number Uno, my favorite one. My favorite Batman is in that movie. My favorite Joker is in that movie. It's one. a great storyline, and it's a cool concept with her coming back. And yeah. sorry, spoilers. She's the phantasm. Yeah, the fa- the phantasm itself is a great character, especially like there's little like she tries to say, and it's like, oh, that's my dad, and then like she even's like, oh yeah, he's not around anymore. Don't worry about him. And the jo- Mark Hamill's Joker in like the the park of the future. That oh, whole scene I love is that so, fucking park, so man. wild. The abandoned. Yeah, it's basically uh, what's the 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 World's Fair? Yeah, but ba- abandoned version of the World's yeah. Fair. I love that. Yeah, and the fact that like it's wildly emotional in the great like gothic orchestral score. Yes, and like he is ready like as a young Bruce, he's ready to just give up vigilantism, and he's like talking like crying to his parents like I didn't expect to be happy. Yeah, he didn't expect this girl was not part of the plan. And and she- <laughs> that's what Tom King's doing right now. Yep, basically, his mask of the phantasm, which coincidentally is the first comic book movie I can think of, superhero movie, that was spoiled by an action figure, which is right behind you. If you took the Phantasm's mask off, it's, oh, it's, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny as hell. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have that figure, that would have spoiled the movie. Yeah, I just I just rewatched that. But, like, whenever the Joker starts getting involved and, like, when he kills uh, Abe Vigoda <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, like, the Phantasm discover, discovers dead Abe Vigoda with the smile, like, it's a legit, ho- like, a, a jump scare. Yeah, he's married to that lady who's a robot in the theme park. She's like cutting <laughs> yeah, hammers. Like, this yes. is my wife. Ever. Starts a, starts a slasher movie. Yeah, it's that is a, such a phenomenal film, and visually it's a treat. And I I agree with you. It's probably the best superhero animated film. Period. Even including Spider Man. Spider Man's still a more a visual treat. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's a yeah. great film, but visually, it's seriously, man. How the hell they pulled it off? By the way, Sony has made the tools for that like publicly available, so that if other people want to make animated films. It's available to everybody. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. That is nice of Sony to do. That's also important to point out that it was Sony and not Marvel Studios that did Into the Spider Verse, which is, a lot of yes, people yeah. are just lo- looping that into MCU now. It, but no, that is, was Sony. Yeah, it is so great. The Sony, Sony. I realized that they were like, we want to do uh, the what are the bad guys called? What's the the Sinister, Sinister Six? Sinister Six yeah. We want to do this, this, and this because we have the properties. But and Venom might have been, eh, but Spider Man A was great. And I know Marvel was involved with that, but Spider-Verse was great. So I think Sony's headed in the right direction. We'll see. We'll see what other properties, they what they do with it going forward. Uh, what's the new Spider-Man called? Far From Home. Far From Home. Yeah. Looks great. So I'm excited by that. What about uh, your top five, John? So my top five. My number five 
is a film that some people it's it's some people are scared to even put on their top five, and it's Watchmen. <laughs> I wasn't afraid of it. <laughs> I just took it because you guys and all the listeners that have been listening for a while I've know got how much I love that movie. Balls to bring it to my top five. Good on you. Yeah, I just separated it. Tomorrow it's one we'll of my go to the store. We'll get you some balls. Um, so that's my number five I think it's a great soundtrack I think it's a great cast I think it's the best film that Snyder's ever done yeah agreed yeah and um, so I think it's great so I I think some of his stuff is great not all of his stuff is hit out of the park but some stuff he does is a really good job he's a good teller if he's got a good basis for a story I think he does a good job so I love Watchmen put that movie on a pedestal that's why it's not in my top five oh well (laughs) So it's like zero? It's a different, yeah. Five to one, yeah. That's so zero. weird. Okay. <laughs> Number four is going to be uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. I really think Ooh. that it's the best thing Fox has done as far as films. And I really think it's, you know, it's got a great cast. Everybody loves Wolverine. So like, hey, we'll have Wolverine go back instead of Kitty Pride, And so it just works, man. You got, the, it ties the cast together. That, it's so terrifying at the beginning when they're all being slaughtered by the, the Sentinels. And it's just, I just love that film, man. What a great cast. And then, of course, there's something for everybody in that film. There's action, there's comedy. But most importantly, everybody gets to see Hugh Jackman's ass. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's not America's ass. That's but it's still Australia's. Yeah. It's damn close. Oh, you saw it? That was in uh, Origins uh, Wolverine, too. You saw his ass? Oh, field. you do see him run across <laughs> the yeah, field. We forget about that film. <laughs> yeah. Everybody tried to forget about Except that Except for Sabretooth. <laughs> he was awesome. Number three is going to be an MCU film. And that's Cap. It's Ant Man. No, I'm kidding. It's Captain America: Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. which obviously mm-hmm. I knew other people were going to bring up. It's a great, it's a great cast. Here's a film that I saw the first Captain America. I'm like this is okay. I didn't hate it. I wasn't blown away by it. But I also wasn't a big Captain America fan as far as the comics go. I I like him, but he wasn't one of my favorite Marvel properties. But that changed Winter Soldier. First off, Sebastian Stan kills his Winter Soldier. Secondly, I really think that it cemented in the in the movie universe or in general. Chris Evans is Captain America. It was such a good film. It's such a great cast. Such an enjoyable film. And it, he, Winter Soldier is so badass. What a great film. And that, to me, was the, the, my favorite MCU film, period. I even enjoyed Endgame, but I think I think that's my favorite. Number two, I'm I'm definitely Batman biased. I grew up with, uh, like, I, if you've listened to the show before, the first cartoon I was introduced to that was superhero-based was Super Friends, which obviously is a DC uh, cartoon. So I was a big fan of Batman and Robin. That was my favorite when there was Batman and Robin episodes or they focused on Batman and Robin. So I'm a Batman guy. So Batman Returns is my number two. I love, and I also point out that I'm biased because Keaton is my favorite actor of all time. So of course, going to be some bias there. You know, if Beetlejuice was a superhero, that would fucking be on it, okay? So Batman Returns, <laughs> it is it is a Christmas film, but you have two great bad guys too. This is one of those films that they had two villains, but it didn't feel like it was, it was, uh, overdone there's times when they're like we need more than one villain in a superhero film and it doesn't work yeah but this worked well Catwoman is awesome in it Penguin is awesome in it holy shit man Danny DeVito did a great job and of course Batman is reprised the role by Keaton he got the awesome car again You've, it's just it's just a great cast and it's an enjoyable film um, and I learned by that film not to eat uh, what's that stuff that you the, the kiss under the mistletoe you're not supposed to eat it. What? Who, well, they, who told you to do that? What did you, <laughs> told what? That and then my number one, my number one is, is <laughs> it's like it's, it's like what, it's what a did, safety film. Like, uh, yeah, John's the only one that's like, oh, 
Somebody had to tell me not to eat mistletoe. <laughs> yeah. public, I was going to use it as a garnish. Public service announcement directed solely at by John Tim Holshue. Yeah. <laughs> by Tim Hopefully people <laughs> listening to the show have helped him out. Uh, my number one was going to be Batman, the first Batman, the 1989. What a surprise. Batman. I'm a big Keaton fan. And I'm, you talked about Iron Man changing things for you. Batman did that for me, yeah. man. First off, that black costume, you take for granted when you see that costume in the Christian Bale films. He does a good job in the costumes. I like check, I like the costume. I enjoy the films. But before that, there wasn't a black costume prior to Keaton. And so seeing it on film for the first time, it was badass. It didn't. It worked well on film. They did a good job with it on film. That was the first time, too, you get in that style latex costume. You didn't have superhero films like that prior to that. Yeah, it and really... It was a badass... And he had that car. That car was super badass. And it just... It, when I saw that... I saw it in theaters as a kid. It was a packed theater. And it just... I'm like, holy shit. I didn't know something like that could be done on film. It changed... It seriously, like, changed my perception of film in general. And I was already a Keaton fan because of Mr. Mom, because of Gung Ho. <laughs> because of Mr. Mom. Yeah, That's I like Keaton. But a lot of people... A lot of people were... And I wasn't one of those people. A lot of people were like, oh, he can't be... A superhero, he's a comedian. A lot of people were upset by that. Yeah. But it yeah. worked, man. He did a good job as is Bruce Wayne. Now, reading the comics, is he the ideal character person to pick for Bruce Wayne? No. Or the Batman? No. But it worked I it worked great in the film. He does a great job in the film. Visually it's a treat. And I really love him. So I will be honest, I'm biased because I like Michael Keaton. I'm yeah. also also it just changed me because I was at that age. So that just like changed my perception of cars, of women. Of everything changed when I saw that film. It was a big deal to me at the time. And I know that sounds crazy, but it was. And uh, and I was ten years old, so I was easily influenced by really anything. <laughs> well, at ten years old, you really that's be, not that's very respectable. Number one choice, and it's it's a really a fantastic and it really number one to end. It out really our changed list with. comic book films in general because you got it did. the Superman films, which try to be fan. I mean, sorry, family friendly. But the Batman films, they went in a different direction, and it realized you realized that a Batman can be darker. Like people knew that from the comics, but the regular person, the regular Joe, probably thought of Batman. And he thought of the '60s Batman. That's how it was. Yeah, yeah. that movie completely changed. So it changed, what changed people Batman, about. but it also changed how people how you could do a comic film. You exactly. could do a darker comic film. If it wasn't for Batman, we never would have got Blade on film. Yeah, yeah. and it let you know. It let them know that you could do something different than the comic book. Yeah, and it was visually just a treat. And that car is still my favorite comic book film car. Because <laughs> I know it's controversial to say this, but I like it when they change it from the comic books to the movies so that it works and so that it's not exactly what we're expecting. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I'm okay for them to adapt things that say, hey, this works better on film. Like the the black costume makes more sense. If you're hiding in the dark and you're beating up villains. I was obsessed with that black sense? costume, dude. Dude, what I a badass costume. I was obsessed with that. I, I was like, that looks so damn cool. Yeah. Even, even as a child, though, I was like, why can't he move his head, though? <laughs> yeah, I honestly, whole I honestly, torso. I just wanted. To, I was the first Batman to be able to move his head was Christian Bale, and not yeah. till his second film. <laughs> Adam West could move his head, and they even changed it. <laughs> when, oh yeah, you're right. When Affleck took over the role, he went back to the same headpiece, so he couldn't yeah. move his head. You're back to square one. <laughs> I still my favorite costume is the. That's a, costume. that's a great number one to end out our lists with. Absolutely, because that's like that legit is like where the birth where really we are now started. Films. It really did. That was where you're like, oh, we could do more than just Superman. Yeah. And it was also the summer of Batman. Remember Batman everything. Shirts, magazines, T-shirts. That yeah. was probably the, the licensing phenomenon yeah. that now you see. I mean, seriously, when you went, I, Endgame was great, but there was Endgame everything. Avengers is on Jell-O, and, and Endgame is on fucking cereal. 
Endgame is like two percent off per gallon because of the Avengers. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm getting fuel. What does this have to do with dude? Avengers, everything. It, you, you need know, to douche Avengers douche. I'm <laughs> I mean, seriously. There's Avengers. They licensed everything. And a late addition to the social media is Nick Mastromico, who says Superman, which did kind of like come out before Batman and everything. But yeah. even by the even by the third Superman film, they were like, we need Richard Pryor to carry this. Here's what happened with Superman. <laughs> Here's a Superman. Superman was not expected to be as big as it was. It knocked out of the ballpark, and then they're like, oh, man, and they they took advantage of the audience. They start cutting the budget. They just milked it. Yeah, that's one of those. That's one of the film companies where, like, hey, we're gonna make money off this. Yeah. We're gonna write to the bank and we're gonna start milking it. And they, unfortunately, the franchise got worse and worse. Yeah. That being said, the third film, when or is it the second film? When's the one with the robot thing that transforms the person? That's three. That's terrified <laughs> scary, the shit out of me as the kid. I watch it now. I'm yeah. like, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> but it terrified the shit out of me yeah, as a kid. Me, me too. It was one of the that and the Thriller music videos terrified. Oh me. yeah, terrified yeah. Me. <laughs> We had the same terrors as a child. Yeah, apparently. we did. We did. That's why we're friends. Because we were scared of the same thing. And E.T., <laughs> he rolls that ball, and he's like, wait, roll back to me. I'm like, let me go see what that was. Is that a super? I'm like, film? why would... No. no, it's not. <laughs> it's terrified the shit out of me. Like, when he rolls the ball and it comes back to him, here's what I would do. Go hide or get a goddamn gun. He's like, <laughs> let know, me see what rolled that ball back to me. Oh, it's a fucking <laughs> alien. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Fuck that. E.T. may not be a superhero film, but it's a nice segue for John to go ahead and tell us what the next episode of PCP is going to be. It's going to be films that scared the shit off of it. No, <laughs> it's going to be the great Spielberg. Talk about one of the greatest directors of all time. He his he first off he he coined or created the summer blockbuster with Jaws, mm-hmm. and there's been a summer blockbuster since. Most of them actually, I would say he owns the reign. He's got more of those Jurassic Park, etc. So we're going to do a whole podcast dedicated to one of the greatest directors of all time. Sir Steven Spielberg. <laughs> He's not British, not no, knighted. It might be by the time the show comes out. It's only his Spanish cousin, <laughs> Sir Steven Spielberg. <laughs> which is the following episode. <laughs> so uh, he does direct like Jurassic Park knock, like a, you know, like a low budget Jurassic Park. <laughs> what I don't recognize five of the words you just used. <laughs> I'm really, anyway. I'm really looking forward to the next show. Me too. Anyway, we're gonna do a yeah Spielberg. We've done directors before. We did one with uh, Ridley Scott, which yeah. is up on the website and is on iTunes. Check that out. It's a great episode. Also a great director, but we haven't done Spielberg, who has had more hits than probably any other director. I'm really excited about Spielberg. So we'll talk about his 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 hits and his misses and and just his contribution to film more hits than anything he really is a really influential director yes and i'm really excited to talk about that really excited so uh, we're gonna end with our closing thoughts and then we're gonna peace out of here robbie closing thoughts superheroes why do they matter why do we care right superheroes represent something inside of us and i know i know i know everybody knows i'm gonna say something grant morrison right now there you go but before the bomb was it was an idea Right? Yep. And Superman is the best idea. The superhero is the best idea. The best idea of what we can be, where we can go. It is the Star Trek of what we're thinking about doing. Like, superheroes are even greater than that. So, find your favorite superhero, find out why it's your favorite superhero, and live that life. In fact, what I would do is find your favorite superhero, right? Like Superman, Batman, whatever it is. I wouldn't recommend Batman for this, but think about Superman. For five minutes a day, for one month, do me a favor. Stand. Go in, stand in a dark room under your house. Stand in the Superman pose with your hands on your hips and your chest out and envision yourself as Superman for five minutes every day. 
Can I do this nude? Yeah. Done. Do it for a month. <laughs> Let me know how you feel. Superheroes are the ideal of what we can be, so let's be it. Oh, yeah. I like that. Goldsmith. Extremely Morrison-y. <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts Final before we thought. wrap up the show and send it into the internets for the world to listen to. To everyone listening right now, I love you 3,000. <laughs> Wow, 3,000. I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> it feels like a cop-out. <laughs> it's not a cop-out. You yeah, saw Endgame? Yes, Damn, I saw guys. it. It's an Endgame reference. Drew. <laughs> kind of like what Robbie said. It's like, yeah, it's the ideal of what you want to be. Like, you can look, you can idolize certain aspects of a character growing up. Like, and anybody who is just human thought that they could become Batman if they just had like yeah he ton, has no a, powers anybody a ton, a ton of dedication yeah. ton of time ton of money uh, <laughs> everyone who saw Superman as a like on the movies or in a or in the animated series like they walk they ran around with a red cape red towel <laughs> I had a towel it was like orangish red but it worked for me I was about to say it's it's what you view you view it as and now kids growing up are gonna have Black Panther and a newer, a newer Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Shazam, Shazam. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. It's it. I think superhero films are good. There's more good ones than bad ones. It gives us something to look up to. It gives us something to a character embrace. I do like the fact that we're doing uh, female superheroes, black superheroes. There's 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 a lot of a great comic book superheroes out there, and I I like the diversity. I think there's going to be more and more diversity going forward, and they give somebody to look forward to. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. When you grow up, you can be Batman or Iron Man. You know, there, there's sky's the limit, and I think these films are good. I'm happy they're doing well at the box office. I'm happy people are enjoying them. You know, sometimes it's good to, to embrace that. You know, uh, being a superhero, and and if it helps, if it helps you uh, be a better you, why not? You know what I'm saying? So I I love. Uh, okay, I love uh, superhero films. So I'm happy. Thanks for tuning in and um, listen to us rant on about superhero films. Look forward to the next episode. And uh, I'm just going to end with this. uh, Excelsior.